So I'm, I never actually texted him and went, we are recording tonight, you're remembering this, yes? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I just suddenly thought later and went, Oh, hmm. Cameron. Oh, dear. Well, I'm not, what am I, his chaperone? <laughs> his keeper. I mean, well, well, you us too, yeah. It may be relevant later, but you, I think you are Paul Bearer to his undertaker. I'm not his dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just... <laughs> Shall I text him now and see what he's doing? Yeah. No, go. Oh, go. Hold on. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, end, hold on. It wouldn't be an end, would it? It'd be a bottle of Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, it oh. would be. Yeah, totally. Welcome to the Conquistador. Tonight, the Conquistables come together to discuss the lineage of the Royal Samovar Trophy. And other things about wrestling trophies that are a bit rubbish. Settling down to go through the PowerPoint tonight. The British Bulldog, Ewan Taylor. The Narcissist, Phil Doyle. Hollywood, Cameron Phillips. And... Hot sauce, Jordiana Melbourne. Only tonight on the Conquistable. Cameron could do a game review as well. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Fight forever. Do you? Would you like to fight forever? I mean, yes, if I could, like, maybe, like, create more than two characters. Um, I've not really done much with the Creator Wrestler thing yet. I'm not usually into Creator Wrestler stuff. I no, appreciate, I said a Fire like, Pro, I don't care. Yeah, Fire Pro's got, a, you know, got, like, it down to the absolute nuts and bolts. You know, yeah. I, you know, programming the AI for, you know, if you want the computer to control it, how it's going to wrestle kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I've not done much. I, I, I started a... Um, Road to Elite with uh, Miro, which okay. is quite good. Um, Rusev. Currently uh, locked in. Did it, you know, wrestled a couple of matches against Hangman Page, mm. um, which were really good. And then now I'm into the going for the tag titles, but I've ended up getting drawn with Hangman Page. Oh. So it's uh, me as Miro and Hangman versus everyone else, basically, at the minute in the in a tag tournament. Okay. So it's quite cool. It's, um, it's really good. Gameplay wise, it's essentially just no mercy. Yeah. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I, when I say that, it sounds like a derogative thing. I was just like, oh, no, no. But it's, it's, it's not, they've pretty much tried to riff on the controls as much as possible. Yeah. And mm. they've done, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much 90% the way there are no mercy's controls to the point where, Tapping the button does a weak strike. Holding the button does a strong strike. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. And then if you lock up, then it's the same again. You can tap a button in the lock up, and it'll do a sort of weaker move that, or a quicker move than um, you know holding the button will do a move that t- you know, deals out more damage, but like knackers you out more. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. And it's all about just kind of um, e- equalizing that. The mini games are good. Uh, there is an AEW pub quiz included. 
Beautiful. All right. <laughs> um, what's the mini game that's in the base game again? Uh, there's one where you have to catch stuff that's there's like forty in the ring, and you have to catch stuff that falls from the ceiling. That's like uh, a Mario Party like mini game. Yeah, it's it, it, very Mario Party like. Um, and there's another one. Oh god, I can't remember the other one. There's three in the sort of base game. There's more that come with the DLC packs. I haven't got I haven't got the FTR pack yet. Mm. Um, but I'm Mike. It's just a tenner. Um, I'll go and sell at some point. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was a bit like, do I just wait until this comes down in price in a sale? Because Matt Hardy's four quid. Um, <laughs> oh no, he was a pre-order bonus. But weirdly, Jeff's in the base game, but Matt's DLC. That makes no mm. sense. Which is a no. bit like, oh pie. He's like, but um, I've been around and he hasn't. Yeah, but he keeps getting done for bad things. Why is he in the big? Why is he in the game? I'm trying to remember who else is coming in DLC. Um, was there a trailer for the Stadium Stampede mode? That was like some kind of battle royale. Thing. Yeah, Stadium Stadium Stampede is essentially looking like wrestling Fortnite. It's like 30 players in the same arena, and you are eliminated by either getting pinned or tapping out. That and sounds intriguing. It's it's whoever's last standing at the end. Um, and it does feature all like the bits and bobs that like were in the stadium stampede matches, you know. So like you can mm. ride a horse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, can we can we refer to horse by his given name as Triple Horse, please? Yes, okay. Well, you can ride Triple Horse. Yes. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, and do dive, dive bombs off the stands onto the pitch and all this kind of stuff. So I think all it's right. a lot of. It looks really really good. Um, See, so the match engine's good fun. I don't think I think people are trying to want want it to be like a simulation, like the two K no, games. It was never aimed at that though. Yeah, now we've not got that. It's like some people are just kind of like whinging and moaning about it. I mean, it's not like you know. I don't think it's you know going to be the greatest game mankind has ever known. Um, yeah. But I'm having fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, no, I know no. people. Are, People have whinged about the fact that the entrances are quite short. Like the entrances are only about ten seconds. Yeah, because someone compared um, like the WWE 2K23 entrance for Cody Rhodes versus the Fight Forever entrance for Cody Rhodes, okay. and like the the 2K one is like two minutes and twelve seconds. Mm-hmm. But the um, AEW Fight Forever one is like nine seconds. <laughs> and it's like kind of as someone pointed out, it's like kind of going, yeah, but once you've seen the entrances once. Exactly. Yeah, what's the point? Because <laughs> they're all the same all it's the time. Not, it's also not an entrance simulator either. No, but it's yeah. um, the only entrance I wouldn't skip was when that someone did that video of um, uh, uh, Richie versus Eddie from Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the music in there and all sorts. And yes. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> I think I, I want to say Eddie had like um, what's his name? Ah. Uh, that guy. The guy who would come out dancing, but not on Dango. Oh, big hair. He was in NXT for a little bit, and then he came up, and we'll just kind of dance around the ring. Oh, God, his name's going to be... Bug me with a flipping... Oh, oh, okay, Jose. That's it. Uh, okay, Jose. Oh, right, okay, yeah, him. So Eddie Hitler had, like, his, like, animation come to the ring. <laughs> yeah, and that then, sounds uh, tremendous. And oh, then, God. like... Um, Richie just had like his pants on on a, on a white shirt. It was like it was you know someone had spent some proper time on this. Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm gonna try and find that now. All right. Well, what a Google search this is going to be. WWE 2K bottom. 
Oh. <laughs> you're just going to get a bunch um, of like thirsty Twitter accounts. <laughs> you're going to get that um, WWE porn Twitter account which Jim Ross keeps retweeting. I wouldn't you know anything about that, Cameron. Would you like to explain some details well, I, on that? I follow, I follow Jim Ross on Twitter and uh-huh. occasionally, occasionally in the early hours of the morning, uh, Mr. Ross will retweet um, a Twitter account called WWE Porn and it's all like kind of like like stuff from like the Attitude Era when you know it's like oh here's Trish Stratus with her swimwear on and it's not like you know full on stuff uh, but he like read and it's like can I, I can appreciate that uh, Jim Ross is a widower and a, uh, you know a, <laughs> a man, man of a certain a, age yeah a man of a certain yeah. age um, but it's maybe a bit weird how he's retweeting you know like videos of women that he maybe knows personally because he hired them <laughs> Oh, I mean, like, let me explain why you hide them. Who knows? Maybe yeah. it's a stamp of approval. Mm, maybe from your old dad, Jr. I don't. It's not. It's not. <laughs> from your old yeah. dad, Jr. Your old well granddad, Jr. So happy we forced you to go and get that boob job. And <laughs> yeah, I don't think this will make the edit, but it's a good, it's good, good conversation. Exactly. Mm. What, what's the over under the bloodline still going in twelve months? Um, they'll have to pack it in within the next few months. Really There's no though? way. There's no, this it's, company? It's, it's still good, but there's no way that's going much more. Surely they'll break up by SummerSlam, but Reigns won't lose the title until what's it called um, WrestleMania. I mean, it's only like. You know, it's only really Solo and Reigns left in it. <laughs> now. And Heyman. Oh, and Heyman, yeah, but he's not like an active wrestler. You well, know what no, I mean? He's, but... You know, they're not going to be, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable. It's great. I mean, Money in the Bank was a good show. Yeah. You know? Um, big fan of the bit where Reigns was sat on the apron while Solo oh, was the beautiful man. <laughs> And then stand, up if you hate, stand up if you hate Roman. Yeah, and, yeah, and just like, you know, <laughs> you're talking to him and going, why do we have to come here, Paul? You know, they're all idiots. <laughs> this is the dumbest place I've ever been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, that was amazing. Yeah, I think I just like when he when he sat down to that, I was like, "Oh, you're 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 actually really good at this. Like, you're really properly good at this now." Yeah. Have you seen the <laughs> um, Have you seen the Eye Patch Wolf video about um, Roman Reigns? No. no. Oh, I'll need to give you a link to it because it's it's like an hour and a half long, but it's like him kind of going on about how it's kind of the unreal reality of the entire Roman Reigns storyline in the fact that we, the fans, have created his current character in that, you know, he spent years basically trying to be a guy that he really... not didn't want to be but didn't really have the tools to be yeah mm. and now he's taken all of that and it's like because the whole underlying story is he's going through all the people that you know he had he, he wasn't able to have good matches with first time round. like cena was the one he gave an example of because cena had mm. the whole you know the, the, there was a promo on monday night raw where reigns basically just froze and then like cena's just looking at him you know live on raw going you know, you're going to have to learn how to do promos, kid, if you want to succeed in this business. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, and then it's like, and then he compares that to the promo before SummerSlam 2021, where it's like, you know, Reigns basically just absolutely devastates him. 
and how you know Reigns is now able to settle into the character that the crowd kind of have made him over the last few years. Hmm. And it's, it's a really interesting dissection of the whole the whole thing. Um, and it's absolutely great. It's a good watch. That sounds intriguing. I shall have to find it, and I shall put a link up on the old video links Discord for you. Cool. Which, any help, by the way, there's no response from Al. Okay, so we'll just get okay, get going then. Yeah, I think we should just get fucking going, and then if he comes uh, in, he comes in, doesn't he? Well, he usually, <laughs> just, he usually just appears out of nowhere anyway, so, you know, we'll be a typical yeah, do, you know, do you want to know the comical part, though? Go on. He's traced the Samovar Trophy up to one point, and it's what? currently in old Japan. <laughs> oh, my God. I <laughs> laughed. That makes me very happy. Endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> Alan has landed in mid nineties old Japan with the Samovar Trophy. He was like, "You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Mid nineties old Japan. Yes, please. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to be like you know he's he's going to sit there having you know having to watch fucking Misawa versus Kawada or something like that. <laughs> you know, not only were they wrestling for the old Japan title, but also secretly it was for the Samovar Trophy. Samovar Trophy, the real prize in Japan. The real prize in this match. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. <laughs> oh my so, god. What if Masawa dies in the ring defending it? Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Could you imagine? No, no that's not midnight. though. it's okay. <laughs> what if he holds on to it until then? Oh my god! Oh I, no! Oh, Could you man. imagine? So you... <laughs> he died we... for the Royal Samovar. Do we know? Do we know? Oh, why, no. why have we just got a mental image of one of these like you know you know the graves they have in Japan with like the really yes. intricate like stone plinths and all this kind of stuff yeah. and all the tombstones know, the, the trophy yeah yeah no just like the samovar trophy is on the tombstone <laughs> etched onto the tombstone because that was the last wrestling prize yeah so effectively it's Misawa's oh. grave with a tear on top of it. <laughs> oh bless him oh, oh, my. oh that was once held by Davy Boy. <laughs> yeah, look at the lineage of this trophy. Davy Boy oh, Smith, Waylon Mercy, all the greats have held this. <laughs> Mitsuhara Misawa, okay, don't okay. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually more interested in Al watching Midnight's All Japan just to get his opinions off it. <laughs> what if suddenly like, he finds it's really, really good and comes back and he's like, you know, okay, <laughs> that, that, that would make me incredibly happy. <laughs> he's yeah, like speaking Japanese and stuff. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Just imagine if he suddenly appears, kind of going, well, they were wrestling in the egg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, have you heard about this thing called the King's Road? <laughs> oh my God, Jordi Al does Puro. I, I want that series. I need that in my life. Jordi Al does Puro. I need that in my life. Jordi Al does Puro. Can you imagine? It's like you're kind of going, oh Christ. It's Ken Akubashi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it's like you've put on an old Japan match but you've then put the commentary from Bullseye over it <laughs> that sounds amazing that would be brilliant can you imagine that oh my god the king of Jordy style of Puro series the king of Jordy style <laughs> oh my god another t-shirt I'm right I need to write that down <laughs> Write it down now. Write it down. I'm writing it down. When we eventually get a 
like merch shop. That's going to be one of the T.J. Geordie style. We'll sell it to the northeast of nothing else. That'll go like hotcakes or like hot, I don't know, hot north, northeast food. I can't think of anything right now. I don't know. Oh, God. Al watching Dragon Gate. That, that oh. would, you're thinking of a heart attack watching that. Oh, here he is. Oh, here he is, the man himself. Hello, hello, right. Uh, hello. Hello. Hang on, I need me headphones. I'll just be a second. Well, it's the k- king right. of Geordie style is here. Right. <laughs> usual, usual two questions, Al. One, have you, have you eaten? I have. Grand. Oh, well, never mind. Uh, and two, what percentage is your battery? It's plugged in. Oh, hey. that's great. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. Okay, cool. He's getting professional, Progress. isn't he? He is. He's getting, he's getting the game plan. He's getting the game plan. Right. Indeed. Oh. 55 episodes in. Right. Headphones getting plugged in. Headphones getting plugged in. Pizza's arriving. No, he's already eaten, hasn't he? That's he's fine. already eaten. That's what I'm saying. That's, you know, yeah, he's, that, that's like 10 minutes out of the podcast, that is. It's already all eaten. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know what was, what was for tea tonight, huh? <clears throat> uh, pie and mash. Nice. Ooh. Are we allowed to guess what was in the pie? Oh, it was a straight steak and ale. Steak and ale all, all, all yes, day long. Yes, you can kind of guess what's in the pie, yes. Ooh. What? Oh, right. Okay, well, Phil's gone steak and ale. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say chicken and leek. Oh, any guesses? Oh, I'm gonna go steak and kidney. No, intriguing. You can have one. You can have one more go around. No, that's right. Nope. Oh man. Okay. Minced beef. Keep going. Guess each. Oh my goodness. You and you go. You go next. Which I think. Can can, can I ask a question about the pie? Does it have a pastry (laughs) top? Yes, it is a conventional-looking pie with... Right, okay, that's what I was asking. Conventional a conventional-looking pie. Well, I mean, you don't want any of these hoity-toity, like, I don't know, <laughs> open, open-faced open pies or something. I don't fucking know. Oh, goodness me. It could have been a this shepherd's is... pie. That doesn't have a crust on it. Fucking master chef around here. Let's go. <laughs> okay, I am going to say... Uh, I'm going to be controversial. Was it a chicken ticker pie? Oh, my goodness. No, no, Carl, it's done to you. Damn. We say it's got a traditional top on it. Would that top maybe have a hole? Oh my! Didn't see any holes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's not apple. We've established that. No, I was going to. I was going to go scotch pie. It no. is a scotch pie, Cam. That's got a hole in it. Well, mine didn't, but it was a scotch pie. <laughs> oh well, here we go. These fucking English scotch pies. I don't even know how to make them. What's that? A scotch pie with no hole? No, no, I didn't have a hole. Really. Cam's two for two because he got the crisps last time, remember? That's true. I am, um, yeah. I just, you know. Got the crisps, he's got the pie. He's, he's, two, he's, he's going back to back. Is now a good time to admit we're sat in the same room? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The next episode, Cam's going to go for the three Pete. The three Pete of guessing uh, I was doing. Nice. Jesus. Nice, nice. All right, okay. <laughs> well, we've got the pre-show done with. Yeah. I, think, I think we've got the after credits uh, section as well. <laughs> got, the entire, yeah. got the entire podcast. I'm just going to cut that that five minute chat. That, that's it. Put that out. There you go. <laughs> we probably should do what we came here to do. <laughs> oh, fine. All right. We have to go on. Christ. So this week was a round table of us bringing things. Well, it's it's a kind of two part. We got the uh, we're going to discuss what our the worst wrestling prizes are. Prizes, matches, stipulations, basically the shittest things in wrestling. 
But you have to win something out of it. You have to, get, you have to yes. be winning something at the end of it. So we've got that. It needs to be a prize. And no, the ECW, sorry, the WWE ECW title does not count. Does not count. I, I was like, if it's a belt, I'm discrediting it. I want it to be some kind of ridiculous trophy. That's what I would yes. Oh, I had two belts on my pick, so we're not doing belts. Okay. I belts. mean, it, it depends. depends what the belt says. Exactly. I'll, give a, I'll give them a dishonorable mention there. Though. There you there go. go. But of course, we, we, we can't go anywhere without discussing the most prestigious of all wrestling trophies. The Royal Dumbledore Trophy. Yes. And Al has done an investigative piece and has traced the lineage of the trophy beyond the fateful evening in London, England. So I suppose the thing to do is pass over to the Geordie one and he can take us on a journey. Oh, we're starting with it. We, we're starting with the main event then, okay. Oh yeah, well, we'll start with that. Yeah, we're AEW. Yeah, uh, we just start with the good stuff at the beginning and then get to the crap later. <laughs> Oofed. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Some satire from you in there. I have done some, some work. <laughs> Good. And I've traced the history and I've got a fat man to find a lot of um, sort of uh, backstage conversations and stuff about the trophy and its okay. importance, of course, to the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course. So we will begin. Uh, on the uh, 3rd of October 1991 at of course the most prestigious building the Royal Albert Hall Mm -hmm. where Davy Boy Smith uh, eliminated Typhoon and the Mountie last to to, uh, raise the Samovar Trophy for the first time so he's the inaugural champion and he would celebrate with Andre the Giant at the end well the the withered (laughs) remains of Andre the Giant (laughs) now has the most prestigious prize in wrestling I think we'd agree I think yeah, so, yeah. We'd agree that. that. Month, huh? so. But it's, it's royal, isn't it? It's the Royal Summer Trophy. None, none of the belts are royal, are they? Apart from the Royal Rumble belt, I guess. It's not well, a belt, though. A belt, though. <laughs> Greatest Royal Rumble. That doesn't count. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fast forward a month. Here we go. <laughs> to the 2nd of November, 1991. Right, yeah. Wow, almost we exactly are, a month. We, we are in Milwaukee for a oh. house show. Uh-oh. Where the devilish Mountie would get the sum of our trophy. Oh, you! <laughs> I know, that makes sense. It's the Royal Mountie Police Corps, isn't it? It is. Yeah, the Royal. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. He, there you he, go. Would, he would. He would get the bulldog counted out. Um, what happened was he would get Jimmy Hart to like put a mark on the trophy, and Bulldog went out and was polishing it too long, and the referee <laughs> counted them out. Are you sure it wasn't just Bulldog staring into it in his drug <laughs> adult state? <laughs> he, got, he got distracted by something shiny in the reflection. So, so the evil Mountie that is now the Royal Samovar Trophy holder. Okay. And okay. we fast forward to the um, just a few weeks to the 14th of November, uh, 1991. We're in, we're in Portland. Well, okay. well, that our good old known xenophobic friend cannot stand Canada having the trophy. He wants to bring it right back to the good old US of A. Oh, no. So, uh, our friend Jim Duggan. Of course. Then, <laughs> of course. And exactly what Heenan says in the um, commentary for the Royal Albert Hall, Duggan just gets it covered in peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, doesn't he? He just makes <laughs> a right mess of it, he does. You know, carrying it round gets all mucky, it does. But don't worry, he only has it less than a week. 
Because on the twenty second of November in Orlando, uh, the Undertaker would defeat it. Oh, they agree. Well, I'm getting that. That's a, that's a good well, step up for the trophy there, isn't it? He's thinking that, you know, Paul Bearer's own's a bit small, so he wants a bigger <laughs> one. <laughs> of course. Now, I wonder if the Undertaker talks about this in his one-man show. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He always Ring. remembers. He always remembers the day that he won the, the you know, the sum of our trophy. He's of royal. Of course. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, royal. The price is charging for the tickets. He's fucking um, better. The only problem is poor Paul Bearer found it really hard to hold it above his head, you know, to give Undertaker the powers. Well, I mean, it's it's the really, size of him. Especially when you really, fill it with tea, yeah. It was really, really difficult, it was, really difficult. But anyway, the Undertaker would have it until Hogan would challenge him. It's which day? This Tuesday in Texas. in Texas. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. This Tuesday in Texas, Hogan would challenge now, I don't know if you remember the ending, but it was controversial. Ric Flair was there. Jack Tunney got knocked down. And then the end, Hogan, Hogan would reach into the Samovar Trophy and get a handful of tea and throw it straight <laughs> into Undertaker's eyes. Yeah, I, re- and I remember that completely, yeah. R- roll, <laughs> yeah. Him up, roll him up for the three count. Now, I okay. think he won the world title as well, but Hogan didn't even care about that. Didn't care about he that. Just, no, he no, just no. wanted that he had the Samovar Trophy. Now, Wait, yeah. has, has that worked there so that Hogan gets the trophy? Is that what's happened here? Or is this, is this genuine? This this is exactly the lineage. So just, Gosh, just yeah, that's fine, that's fine. I just wanted to clarify for my own peace of oh. mind. So Hogan is the now aware of Jack Tunney, so all these shenanigans at ringside. And like, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. We're gonna we're gonna have a rematch. So on the twelfth of January nineteen ninety two, in Hamilton, Ontario, Ric Flair would win it back via count out. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Of course Flair would get it at some point, wouldn't he? But um, but Hogan had a rematch close, so on the 18th of January 92 in Boston, Hogan would win it back via countout. Does that make him the first two-time champion? Yes. It does. um, Believe me, it's not the last. (laughs) However, (laughs) however, Jack Tunney was getting fed up with Hogan's, Hogan's ways and things, so he said, no, Hogan, I'm sick of you. You're defending that Samovar trophy in the Royal Rumble. Oh. So, on the 19th of January, 1992, Hogan would have to put it up in the Rumble match, which ultimately uh, was about to be won by Sid Justice, who just wanted the Samovar Trophy. That's all he wanted in his life, was the Samovar Trophy. (laughs) But Hogan went in and dastardly pulled Sid over the rope, and Flair then assisted to toss him out, and it would be Ric Flair that would win the Samovar Trophy. Oh, what a bastard. I With think a he got the in his eye, that's the greatest day of his life. <laughs> exactly, it is. Tear in know. my eye. That's what they were drinking in the background, wasn't it? That's what they get. It was actually, it was actually right. tea in his eye. He just put tear to your back. With tea in and, my and eye. Me and Gene was like, "Put that cigarette out. The smoke, the smoke fumes will damage the trophy." That's what he was saying. <laughs> so, and I, I think he won the world title as well, but that doesn't matter. Ah, uh, who cares? Who cares? But anyway, Hogan, ever the politician, had a rematch clause. And the very next night in Montreal, Quebec, he would win it again via countout. He's read oh. the rule book. He knows that the Samovar Trophy can change hands via countout. So yeah, he's no, no champions with no champions advantage for that trophy, is there? Get him nope. another one. Well, again, Jack Tunney, like he's sick of Hogan scenario, um, shenanigans in his scenario. So what Jack Tunney said was Hogan. We're going to have to put it up again, this time in a battle royal. Okay. So, back to uh, Madison Square Garden, New York City. 
23rd of February 1992, there is a 20-man battle royal for the Samovar draw. Now, this, this is a bit of a sad night at the same time. It also marks the final appearance of Hercules. Oh. <laughs> oh, he, he doesn't get the trophy, does he? Before on the I'm way a, out. I, I'm afraid it's not a happy ending for Hercules. No. Although, hilarious <laughs> on commentary, uh, two weird things. First of all, Hercules comes to the ring with his face music that he hasn't used since 1990. Oh, right. so, uh, so he comes to the ring with that, and Gorilla Monsoon proper buries him on commentary by saying, Hercules should be good in this. He's very fresh tonight. <laughs> because because he lost to Sid Justice in 25 seconds earlier in the show. <laughs> so anyway, here we go. How many battle royals have you ever seen where the referee is in the ring? Uh, none. None. Well, the referee is in the ring. It's oh, beautiful. I presume it's Earl Hebner and not Dave. But anyway, it's, I think it's Earl Hebner. So we're in the ring, and as you know, battle royal, people get tossed out. I mean, yeah. Ric Flair is the world champion, but he's tossed out like a jobber. Um, yeah. And we have the final four, Sid Justice, Hogan, the Warlord, and the Big Boss Man. Oh, boy. Oh. So Hogan tosses out Warlord, Justice tosses out Boss Man, and we have the two big guns to go at it. Like I said, all Sid Justice wanted was his Samovar trophy, and Hogan denied him at the Rumble, and there they are, head-to-head. Well, what happened is it's quite tense be, now. it is they'll be fighting each other out brawling and brawling and brawling Earl Hebner's in the ring he would get bumped no referee oh god no referee what would happen don't you worry Hogan would eliminate the nefarious Sid Justice over the top rope to win the <laughs> battle royal however <laughs> a la Steve Austin 1997 the referee's down <laughs> It doesn't count. <laughs> so what happens? Sid Justice gets Harvey Whippleman's doctor's bag, which by this point is full of Mr. Sheen polish to the brim for the trophy, <laughs> so it's very heavy. Locks <laughs> Hogan on the head. Remember, Hogan jobs for nobody. He won't even go over the top rope. So Sid Justice has to roll him under the bottom rope, <laughs> revive the referee in the ring, who sees Hogan lying on the floor, and declares Sid Justice the winner. That sounds Tremendous. like the best ending to a battle royal now, ever. You might think I've made that up, but that is word for word <laughs> the exact ending to this battle royal. I mean, wow. the way you have to book things, a referee in the ring for a battle royal? What's <laughs> Just to get to this finish. Yeah. So anyway, Sid Justice has the sum of our Well trophy. done, Sid. It's the happiest moment of his career. He's celebrating. However, Jack Tony again that Jack Tony he hates controversial finishes he's, he saw it all he's not having this finish he says to Justice the referee's decision is final he can't overturn it but he's going to organise a rematch at the earliest possible occasion and it is this Sunday in Indianapolis also known as <laughs> Wrestlemania 8 so <laughs> oh my okay. goodness Okay. This, this Sunday in Indianapolis, I can't even say it properly, Indianapolis, I'll be out here. Indianapolis. 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 Thank you. There you go. He would arrange the rematch. The mayor, of course, that's why you wondered why Hogan Sid went on last. It's because it's for the summer of our That makes complete sense now. That, that makes complete, that sense. Actually, complete sense. So there we go. So the pair of them are going at it. You know, they're having a main event match for the ages. When all of a sudden, Papa Shango comes down the ringside. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, no. Now, it, did, did he? Yes. He thinks the Samovar Trophy has voodoo powers. Of course he does. <laughs> and he wants to get his hands on them. Sid Justice is furious. He's going to cost him his, his most prized position in his life. And then that idiot Papa Shango 
He does. He gets in the ring and gets Sid Justice disqualified. He's fuming. Sid Justice never got over it. He's absolutely fuming that Shango cost him the, the Samovar trophy. And then all of a sudden, the Warriors in the back. He wasn't even supposed to be at WrestleMania. He's just got lost. And he sees Shango. Shango's about to get the trophy. He's like, I'm not having this. We can't have the Voodoo Warrior getting the, uh, the Samovar trophy. So out he comes, running down the aisle, running down the aisle. Nobody even knows he was there. And now Shango doesn't know what to do. Does he get the trophy? Does he get the warrior? So he spends half an hour looking between warrior and the trophy. He doesn't know which way they look. He's just looking backwards and forward. <laughs> and eventually warrior clotheslines him over the top rope. And um, and that's it. Hogan's got the sum of our trophy again. Again. Yeah, he retained okay. it. So oh, him and warrior wow. celebrate with the trophy. Sid Justice never got over that. That ruined his career. Yeah, um, I, then, I'd agree with that. You know what happens next? Hogan decides he's had enough and he retires the Samovar trophy. Oh. What there typical he Hogan. He's finished at WrestleMania 8. He's done. The Samovar right. trophy goes. Vince is sad. It's gone. That's it. It's an end of an era. It is. So, fast forward a year. WrestleMania 9. It's a bit of a lackluster show, isn't it? so at the end Hogan goes wait a minute sorry Vince goes wait a minute Hogan this is a terrible show go out and defend the Samovar Trophy give Yogazuna a shot at the Samovar Trophy to win the night oh my god so Hogan goes out goes out and gives Yogazuna a shot at the Samovar Trophy the most prestigious stage of them all Wrestlemania 9 however Mr. Fuji's cheating backfires and Hogan retains the trophy Okay. Dirty cheating Yokozuna. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what you get. And that was the real main event at WrestleMania 9. Hogan beats Yokozuna <laughs> for the Summer <laughs> Trophy. For the Royal Summer Royal Trophy, yeah, of course. Okay. However, we would then get a rematch at King of the Ring. <gasps> yes. So, King of the Ring, um, Harvey Whippleman comes down dressed as a cameraman to take some photos of the trophy. And suddenly, for some reason, the, tro- the, the camera blows up in Hogan's face. Oh. Allowing Yokozuna to get the pinfall and re, re what are my words? Regain? Yeah, not regain. What's the word I'm looking for? He um, wins. Retain? No, not retain either. God, why, why can't I? Why can't I get me? Um, because you're too excited. Words, I am. I'm too excited for this. <laughs> edit this bit. Edit this little section. Oh, it'll be fine. Don't so, worry. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be so smooth, smooth, smooth as butter in here. Don't worry. Don't worry. You know what? This is going to bug me all night. I can't think of the word I want to put in there. But anyway, right, we'll edit all that out. We'll start that sentence again. Go for so, it. Yokozuna would defeat Hulk Hogan and finally get his hands on the Samovar Trophy. I think I've, I've gone three moves ahead. I think I know where I was going. This is going to be amazing. Gangs um, 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 So, so yeah. what, 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 what can happen is he can fill it full of sushi and rice. Yep. And he oh, can, that yeah, villainous Yokozuna. Like, you know, because that's what the portray them as back then. That's a Japanese stereotype. That's the sort of thing he would be doing. Yoko's using it as a rice cooker, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, what a dirty bastard. Yeah. So what would happen is Yokozuna would be the Samovar Trophy holder. Mm. He would go mm. into SummerSlam. Oh, no. <laughs> you thought all them balloons were for nothing. <laughs> oh wow oh god <laughs> this is the real reason why all the balloons were coming down because Lex Luger had won the Samovar trophy although so he thought I'm afraid it's not oh. a happy ending it's not a happy ending because <sighs> all the balloons in the end were for nothing twice 
because that, <laughs> that dastardly Hulk Hogan had had a loophole in his contract. What a bastard. Although everyone thought his last match was King of the Ring, he signed up for a tour of England before he left. Oh, no. Oh, sorry, tour of Europe, I should say. Rather okay. than UK, tour of Europe. Because on the 29th of July, in Vienna, Austria, oh. he, beat Yok- he beat Yokozuna via disqualification. So, Hogan, again, retired the Samovar Trophy. Vince didn't realise. He didn't read the small print. The lawyers didn't. Luger didn't. Oh, it was just a mess. Everyone Heartbreaking. Was Are we and even there's... denying Luger this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And there's Hogan. Hogan's got it on the set of Thunder in Paradise, polishing it up and everything. You, you know, know, I did thought I saw T-Arn in the background of one of the episodes. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah, pro- it was probably Isn't that what powered the boat? It was, it was probably board more for the boat. <laughs> oh, Thunder in Paradise, you were absolute trash, but I loved you on a Saturday afternoon on ITV. Oh, yes. Well, Hogan Hogan would be making movies, some of our trophy, and he's come to the home. End okay. of story. What was it? Ooh. Eric Bischoff found out that Hogan had the sum of our trophy. Oh, God. <laughs> and he approached him on the set of Thunder and Power. Oh, no. And he said, Hogan, would you mind if we could have the sum of our trophy in WCW? And Hogan said, tell you what, brother, what would be a great <laughs> idea is if you went on air with the sum of our trophy and just put it in the bin. <laughs> and Eric Bischoff went, no, not the Sam of our trophy. That's ridiculous. Who would far. ever put a title on it in a bin on air? Exactly. He said, not the Sam of our trophy, not. I won it for WCW. So what happened is I had this big parade, like a big car and everything with the Sam of our trophy. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Sam of our trophy has come to WCW. The that army Contractually, I'm afraid Hogan had to come with the trophy as well. <laughs> well, so, you know, the he's always looking out for the, himself, isn't he, Hogan? We all know this. The trophy was the main focus. Yeah, that makes However, sense. However, Bischoff yeah. had the set some rules because he saw the way it was treated in WWE, and he said, "No way, the Samurai Trophy is too is too prestigious for that." So, what we need to do is two rules: a, it can only be defended on television, no more okay. of this house show stuff, and b, we're not having any countout shenanigans, no. It has to be won properly, no count out of disqualification. My goodness. That was All the right. rules Bischoff put in place. Well, it backfired a little bit because Hogan would defend the title for the entirety of 94 and most of 95. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Eric Bischoff that was sitting sense. there thinking, oh, this is this is a bit bad. This is like... It's kind of boring. Well, this is nice. It is. So he said, you know what? I'm not having it. You're going to have to defend it at World War Three. 26th oh of November 1995 three ring battle royal you're having it you're going to have to defend it against 59 other no wonder Regal was looking so wide eyed when he came to the ring I realised because <laughs> it was for that wasn't it and yeah exactly. for national pride he could regain the sum of our trophy for England exactly exactly oh. there these all this it's all falling into place this is an eye opener an absolute eye opener an eye opener so what would happen is you would have the match. Most of the people would get tossed out. And then um, I think it was Savage was fighting one man gang over the side of the ring. And um, Hogan was there and he'd, he'd eliminate the giant. And in the finish, <laughs> we might have already heard tonight, the giant would pull Hogan under the bottom rope. <laughs> <laughs> Savage would then throw the gang out. And the referee would see Hogan on the floor and declare Savage the winner. <laughs> 
You know, yes. I, he's I not doing any jobs. He's not even jobbing the people over the top rope, is he? He's not doing no, any jobs. No, of course not. So I, I, I must admit, I should have counted these up. I, I've lost count. But uh, <laughs> uh, Savage becomes a such and such new Samovar trophy. Uh, but that would then go on to Starcade on the 27th of December, 95. We're in a bit of a bazaar. I don't know how WCW booked their cards. Um, we might do Starcade in the future, but this is um, Japan versus WCW series it is. Oh, oh wow. Okay, I'm so interested. It might be Can worth we... doing, go on. but sadly it's got nothing to do with this because they tag this little bit on at the end. They do the tournament, and then for reasons unknown, have a triple threat match between Flair, Sting, and Luger mm-hmm. on the same night. They've already all wrestled once. So they make them have this triple threat match, which Flair wins, and then gets them a title shot on the same night against Savage. Oh, Talk about wow. overkill on the one night, yep. And people ridiculous. thought TNA was overbooked. Well, uh, in the most ridiculous ending, Jimmy Hart distracts the referee. He literally distracts him for about an hour. I think he's showing him <laughs> the trophy. He's there going, look at the real ref, this trophy looks so nice. Can you imagine it? What would it look like in somebody's living room? Maybe we should take the thing on tour. It still smells of your Kazuna's tuna. (laughs) So after about an hour of distracting the referee, Arn Anderson runs in, smacks Savage with some bracket snubs, and Flair wins the title. Oh, he's got it back. Yes, Ric Flair has got it back again. Okay. Beautiful. Well, we fast forward to the 22nd of April 1996 on Nitro. Um, what would happen? Well, actually, it was taped then. It would be shown a week later. But do you remember when Eric Bischoff was uh, having a go reading results out because WWE don't do stuff live? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, that night rule was taped. So what <laughs> happened was the Giant would pretty much beat Flair like a bit of a jobber and choke Simon and win the title. It wasn't really much of a contest. That's a way to treat your um, okay. 16-time world champion and Samovar Trophy winner. But the Giant now has the Samovar Trophy. Oh, well done, well done the Giant. There yes. Next, we're going to a bit of a controversial show. <laughs> uh oh. 10th of August, 1996, we're off to Hogwild. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Where all these bikers want to come and see the Samovar Trophy. They're oh, all no. there. Well, they all want to see that and shirt the end part. And, and this, this will be an important show. Um, I bet you can't guess who won the Samovar Trophy at this show. I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan wins when he um, uses the belt to cheat, hits the giant with the belt. Is Hogan like an eight-time champion already? (laughs) Of course he is. But but this will be very, very um, important in the wrestling's future because after the match, Hogan would spray the trophy with the NWO. (laughs) Oh, sweet Jesus. The disrespect. Exactly, the disrespect for it. Uh, they got the trophy now had the NWO on it. We fast forward to Starcade, the 29th of the 12th, 96. And this time it was Hogan's old nemesis to come back. Roddy Piper would come back. And he knew how important that some of our trophy. He was in that original <laughs> Battle Royal, don't forget. He was. There you he are. was. He was. Man, it's all coming back now. The history. He, he knew, he oh knew how important it was. However, Hogan wouldn't, he wouldn't put the world title up for grabs because that means nothing. But you would put the Samovar Trophy up for grabs in this match. Of course, of course. Okay. All right. And Piper would lock in the sleeper to send Hogan to sleep and capture the Samovar Trophy. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. 
tremendous. You did win a trophy off Hogan. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, people say Piper didn't win much. He won the Samovar Trophy. That's all that matters. All that matters. Right, I bet you can't guess where we're going next. <laughs> so, oh, we're at Super Brawl 97. Sorry, Super Brawl 7. At, yeah, Super Brawl 7 in 97. That's it. Anyway. Yep. And that's the 23rd of February. Now, Piper's worried. He's got this trophy. He's worried about it. What does he do? Somebody might steal it. What does he do? Cabrera kills. He locks it up in Alcatraz. Yep. Nobody's getting this trophy. It's in Alcatraz. He keeps no, it there. Oh, Only Sean Connery can get it now, surely. Fucking God, I think I know where this is going. He keeps it in there till the time of the match. <laughs> where we have Piper trapping Hogan in the sleeper again. And the referee awarding Piper the bout. However, the problem we got is Macho Man's at ringside. And he's, um, again, he's mesmerized by how nice this trophy is. He's polishing it up and doing all the work. And he misses his cue to pull Hogan out the sleeper hole like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so what was supposed to happen is he's supposed to pull Hogan's foot under the bottom row. However, he misses it. So what happens is the referee can clearly see Hogan nowhere near the ropes. The hand drops three times, so I guess he does what he's supposed to do is and call the bell. Savage then pulls Hogan under the bottom row. It's like, and then the referee, like, oh, wait a minute, his foot's under the bottom rope. It's like, I read this in case, you know, the referee was supposed to be crooked, but it didn't say in the stuff I read. I wasn't watching weeks of WCW to find out. But apparently, <laughs> it didn't seem to be a crooked referee. He just, okay. it was ridiculous. It's like, Hogan's in the middle of the ring. Oh, no, suddenly, he's Stretch Armstrong or, or Inspector Gadget, and his leg is <laughs> under go, the bottom rope. Go, go, Hulk legs. At a terrible finish, he decides to restart the match. Savage immediately passes some brass knucks to Hogan, who, like, strikes Piper in the face, and the referee's looking straight at it. It must be the glare from the trophy. The it glare from the trophy, the referee can't quite see it, and then um, he gets clocked right in the face. And can you guess who's won the trophy again? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan has won the trophy again. I don't know what people. People say politics to win matches. I'm not having it. Anyway. It was all about the trophy, wasn't it? That's what it was for. We fast forward to the 9th of June, 97, on Nitro. And then a very unusual thing Hogan jobs by submission in about five minutes to Luba's torture rack. You saw that going. Again, wouldn't put the world title on the line because that means nothing but he put the Samovar trophy he avenged 93 SummerSlam he did Luger finally got it no balloons uh. this time he'd be really disappointed but yeah. after, after four years of pain he gets the Samovar trophy he gets it until rolled wild on the 9th of August 1997 can anyone guess where this is going I haven't got a single clue <laughs> I would need to remember Road World was a long time ago in a galaxy far away at this oh, point. Winning the trophy again, though. It's not Hogan, is it? <laughs> Big Sting comes to ringside, smacks Luger with a baseball bat, and Hulk Hogan wins the trophy again. <laughs> Good God. That's Lee Hollywood Hogan. Who would have thought the Samovar trophy was like the main thing that defined Hulk Hogan's career? <laughs> He's obsessed by it. Obsessed. Yeah. He, is, he is indeed. It's like Gollum in the One Ring. <laughs> oh Jesus that's fair <laughs> so I actually am quite impressed that we're forward to made it to late 1990s and we still have an active lineage um yes yeah we, we, we do now I've been a bit sloppy on this next bit which uh, 
it isn't like me because I was very t- very methodical. Do you know, it does sound very methodical so far. And I, I, I do oh yeah, that. I've watched. Yeah. I've literally watched the finish of every match to, to do it. Every match I could that was televised on the network. You, you've earned the title of broadcast journalist so far. I tell you. Right here we go. Right, sorry. Edit all a bit out. Back to it. Yeah, so we'll totally do. We'd be let's say you won't even realise. Next, after the road wild, we head to Halloween Havoc. On the okay. 26th of the 10th, 1997. Wait a second. <laughs> and we have a steel cage match. Oh, wait a minute. Now again, Hulk Hogan doesn't put the title on the line because it means nothing. But mm-hmm. he puts the Samovar Trophy on the line. And it's again against his old nemesis, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now, Savage is trying to help after he balls up all the interference in the last match that had. He tries <laughs> to help again and this time accidentally hits Hogan with an axe handle. And the Piper locks in the sleeper and again beats Hogan with a sleeper in a steel cage match, which was a bit surprising. Amazing. But again, uh, though Piper does get a good beating down off, uh, off the NWO at the end, because of course that's what they did in them days. And a yep. lot of fake stings were knocking around at this point. <laughs> um, oh, God, that's right. <laughs> God, this CD for WCW sucked. Piper is the Samovar Trophy holder. Okay. And he would, and he would go into semi-retirement. We need to fast forward over a year. Oh. And on the 21st of February 1999, it's Super Bowl 9. He would bring it out and he would have to defend it against Gough Hall. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Now, of course, after some interference by Kevin Nash, because it's like, you know, you can't have a Scott Hall match without Kevin Nash being in it. <laughs> nope. Yeah, he would beat Piper with a very old school finish where you scoop the feet and then put your feet on the ropes to pin them you know the one ah, I mean disrespectful way to treat the trophy that is and Scott Hall would win the sum of our trophy <laughs> fantastic I bet he I bet he almost sold it for a line <laughs> <laughs> I bet he filled it full of cocaine <laughs> carried it around snowing oh, out the little tap of the front I'm frightened where the trophy's going next. Oh. Scott Hall would have the trophy until November. 15th of November 1999 on Nitro. Okay. Where, again, despite Nash's interference, technical wrestler would best him. Oh. He would win by submission. Oh. To the crippler crossface. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Not... not- Oh, some, some say in retrospect this may taint the lineage of the Samovar trophy <laughs> well we wouldn't have known that at the time hmm? no, no, however, no however he has it less than a week Ooh, oh wow because at the pay-per-view mayhem on the 21st of November 1999 he would meet his Canadian equal and that oh. would be Bret Hart submit to the sharpshooter he does it for his brother-in-law doesn't he uh, he does he does is, it, oh, wait, he is put, he still brother-in-law are they, are they he brings at that it point? back in the family he he back to the family. Won it in, in 1991 Bret Hart brought it back oh, to the, to the look how history family. just loops back around again that's beautiful that's beautiful however Bret Hart would then sadly retire that's right a few months later well I think it was a month later for the Goldberg incident. Goldberg was determined to get that some of our trophy. Just went too much. Just went too much. <laughs> too, too far. Overboard. And I thought, <laughs> I think the start of uh, the following year would retire. And he would retire with the some of our trophy. 
on his mouthpiece. This is like the third time the Samurai Trophy's been retired already. <laughs> well, this this is indeed the finale. Oh. So you think oh. Vince McMahon was sitting at home and it eats him alive that his most prestigious trophy ever was when the Bret Hart had the big falling out in Survivor Series. <laughs> yeah, Vince yeah, McMahon yeah. was furious. He couldn't live with it. Absolutely furious. So okay. he had to challenge Bret Hart to a match at WrestleMania for the Samovar Trophy. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he thought he had it in his pocket. He bribed Bruce Hart and the rest of the Hart family. He thought he was getting the Samovar Trophy back. However, Bret Hart, nope, hit, hit Vince McMahon with a steel chair for each one of Hogan's reigns of the Samovar <laughs> Trophy. Of course, it's poetry. Poetry. Mm. <laughs> Until he defended the Samovar Trophy. He did defend it against the Miz, but we don't talk about that. Don't and talk Bret Hart no. put it on his mantelpiece to retire it forever. So that, ladies and right. gentlemen, is how the Samovar Trophy ends. And the Hall wow. of Famer Bret Hart has it on his mantelpiece. Wow. Well, I speak for myself, and I'm quite sure of the rest of us. And that was very, very well researched, and that was, that was a very interesting, was. very, very interesting tale. Wonderful, wonderful, Mr. Milburn. I applaud. I applaud. I, applaud. I, I thought by putting some slight little kayfabe sort of bits in it, it would make it a bit more interesting. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, even even this, the lineage of this prestigious trophy, still, you know, Paul Hogan still has to win it like fucking nine times. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hogan Hogan still got to get himself on top, hasn't he? Oh, but what's yeah. so stupid is when you see him get beat off Piper and Luger and stuff. It's all in non-title matches. It's like for fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> the, the man, the man was a bit. Um, he was built he different. Even, I think it's safe to say. I can't even believe it. I was reading that battle royal finish. It was the stupidest thing I've ever heard of in my life. I'm like, is, is, right, it, is it more or less this. stupid than having a DQ in Hell in a Cell match? That is pretty stupid. Well, the Battle Royal is indeed on YouTube if you just want to watch it. So I may need to check that out. <laughs> oh, so, that, so that's the story of the most prestigious of all trophies. So surely, yes, of course, of course. In balance, we have to talk about some really shit ones. Yes, because the second part of the, this, well, this roundtable is crap it's prizes like the, um, in professional wrestling. Was, was it SummerSlam's like Heaven and Hell? Oh, God. The, which one? Yeah, the kind of the, the wedding in the uh, Jake State the Snake being evil or whatever it was. I can't remember what yep. it was now. So, yeah, so that's the heaven. Now we're going to go to hell. Yes, we're going to go to the depths of hell. And we'll wait for Al to get back. But I think it's safe to say that professional wrestling over the years has provided many, many examples of the absolute dirt worst <laughs> stipulations ever and I, prizes ever. I guess they do it because you can't always have your champion either lose it or people win it if that makes sense you so know the tra- way around that Phil more belts don't book, don't book the, no, more, no that's the AEW approach that's not more the belts. answer 10 more no. belts no the answer is don't Ooh, book the match split. <laughs> the roster <laughs> Jesus Christ Cameron help um yeah uh, thanks appreciate it <laughs> well argued yeah you got me there Cam jeez <laughs> <laughs> yeah go on. What crappy trophy have you got you? It's 
what, so, what, can, what can be like uh, like the opposite of I don't know what the opposite of prestigious is but whatever it is <laughs> reviled uh, I don't know the reviled trophy but we, we did we did mention at points WCW and their um yeah ridiculous um aspects but I, I'm gonna go to a particularly infamous match from Sorry, July 31st, 2000, on WCW Monday Night Nitro, I present to you Billy Kidman against Shane Douglas in a Viagra on a pole match. I think, as we said last time, if this was these days, it would be a Blue Chew on a pole match, wouldn't it? Yep. So, I like, it still makes no sense to me, even though knowing the full details around it, like how this was thought to be a good idea. Um, yeah. Just, just yeah yeah i mean th- this was set up over the course of actually this had a reasonable amount of build so essentially uh billy kevin and tory wilson were a good item let's see and uh what basically happened is tory portrayed billy kevin and joined up with shane douglas and uh helped him beat buff bagwell but what basically happened was um Billy Kevin had secret video footage of Shane Douglas not being able to perform in the bedroom with Tori. Wow. And this continued on a couple of weeks of Nitro and the night, the thunder before the pay-per-view, uh, Tori was saying that apparently Shane is having, quote, performance issues. So <laughs> what basically happened was the WCW commissioner, Ernest the Cat Miller, oh, tells Shane Douglas that he loved Thunder last week and therefore, Ernest Miller books Shane Douglas in a Viagra in a pole match against Billy Kidman. What the absolute fucking fuck? That makes no sense. This I mean, screams Russo, really, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's 2000s WCW, so yeah, absolutely, so yeah. Absolutely you know, he's been fired from WWF for having far too revolutionary and forward-thinking ideas, and now he's doing a ha-ha, marital aid in a pole, er. It feels mm. like the sort of thing that, like, he suggested at WWF, but Vince just kept saying, no, that's ridiculous. And no, now Vince that he's need, in, no, Vince didn't like it because Vince doesn't need Viagra. He doesn't, he doesn't like poles. They're no. like, you know, they're like, it's like sneezing. It like shows weakness because you've got a pole or something. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like now that Vince Russo is in a position where he's got no one to say no to him, this is what kind of comes out. Yeah, the match itself is fucking atrocious. I would not recommend <laughs> checking it out. Thank it's, you. It's bad. It it's, wasn't it's, even on pay-per-view, was it? It was on, like, Rando Nitro somewhere. Yeah, it was, was an absolute Nitro. Yeah, yeah I was going to I couldn't remember it ever being on a pay-per-view show because it was on no. Nitro. No. So at least it was free. Um, at least I didn't charge you to watch it. W- would you like to know the finish? Go on. So I'm reading this from a, a Reddit post. So Billy Kithman climbs the turnbuckle and grabs the Viagra. He holds the Viagra high with his right hand. Tory Wilson still has the referee distracted. Kidman comes down from the turnbuckle, but Douglas catches Kidman. Douglas hits a jawbreaker, which causes the bottle to shatter and send Viagra flying everywhere in the ring. Douglas grabs the Viagra label and holds it up for the referee to see. The referee calls for the bell and rules Shane Douglas as the winner of the match. Afterwards, Douglas attacks Kidman on the mat and Tory Wilson rubs Kidman's face onto the Viagra pills. Kidman has some of the pills in his mouth, and his announcers get serious for a moment to warn about drug overdoses. Of course. <laughs> Weirdly, that reminds you of the end. Is it the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania? Oh, when Harker Holly hit Crash with the uh, big jar sweets and fucked up the finish because yeah. he wasn't actually meant to win. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's what happens when you've got the Main Street posse just bleeding everywhere. <laughs> but like, so it's literally just like a jar. There's just a jar on there. Yeah, it was the Harkle Battle Royal. So the gimmick Battle Royal was the, the Battle Royal where you already knew who the winner was because the Iron Sheet couldn't get thrown over the top <laughs> rope for fear to explode. <laughs> yes, yes. Just like, just held together by string at that point. But yeah, it's like... um. Like if it was done, like a jar is not visual like enough. Like I imagine, like in my head, I'm seeing like a giant pill. I think remember, it was, like, it was a pill. It was a, it was a big old bottle of pills, basically. Remember in Brass Eye when they did that thing about the drug called cake? <laughs> yes. And the tablet was like about a foot wide. That's what I'm picturing in my head. Should be like okay. hanging from the pole to make it because you want the like someone in row Z to be able to see what you're fighting over. You know what I mean? I mean, if I was sat in Rose, I'd be watching something else because yeah. I, you know I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to like pay the two bucks it would be to sit in the, the nosebleeds <laughs> of the nosebleeds to watch. Well, wait, what are you watching tonight, dear? I'm going to watch two men fight over a marital aid. Okay. <laughs> well, it's like you know, the, like the big giant brass ring they have in the uh, in the AEW uh, ladder match. That's what you want. Something big so you can grab hold mm. of, not a glass jar, but that's typical. Yeah, no. WCW sense that they're sponsored by Sega because <laughs> that's what that <laughs> that's... looks like. That, it does look like a giant ring. The one you dive in a Sonic, you get taken to the sort of pinball bonus level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that, that's what it. That's what it should be. But and suddenly, not. at that moment, Jungle Boy was transported to the casino zone. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you can actually work that in canon as well. He gets transported to Double or Nothing. Yeah, that would be so amazing. That would be amazing. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be a uh, Money in the Bank situation. It should just be you get transported to the main event of Double or Nothing. The screen freezes and you get... (laughs) 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 you got to run down like a giant tube to get to it. Jumping over like spike bombs and stuff. Too far. Too far. Too Too far. far. Sorry, I'll back in. So that's my my submission. The Viagra and a pole match from a random episode of late late 2000s WCW Nitro. I got got two trophies. Would you rather have a 90s WCW one or a 2020 WWE one? Uh, Let's go with 2020 first. Yeah. Okie doke. So this is the the prestigious, I can't remember how to pronounce this, two-way... Uh, trophy that was fought over at the opening match of Super Showdown 2020 in Saudi Arabia. Oh, so the Blood Money Trophy, okay. The Blood, yeah, blood Money Trophy. So this is a Gorner match. So um, if you remember this period, Gorner matches became popular after I think Seth Rollins did one on Raw. That was like really good. He, I think it's like 2018. He like did like an hour long Gorner match or something, and then everyone's like, "Oh, Gorner matches are brilliant!" So they just they, they oh, just yeah, started doing them for everything. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is a Gorner match. So obviously you have a series of matches. Last person uh, in the ring wins. So first person to come out. So this is the opening of the 2020 show. Uh, it's our truth comes out. Oh fucking hell. Our truth versus Bobby Lashley. Um, my uh, issue here is that if our truth is involved, it doesn't really make your trophy prestigious. God bless him. Oh, I mean, just right. Uh, and, he, and he's referred to at this point as the 34 time 24 7 champion. Jesus fucking Christ. It's about the same yeah. amount of times Hogan won the summer. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's against Bobby Lashley. He's coming out with Lana because it's that time when he's married to Lana. Oh, God, that rubbish. Yeah, that should tell you exactly how bad things are at the moment. So, R-Truth versus Bobby Lashley, you know, R-Truth hasn't got a chance to win, has he? No, not really. No, not at all, not at all. Well, you'd be, you're crazy because he, he dies out of the way with a spear, R- um, Lashley hits himself in the corner, R-Truth rolls him up and he wins! R-Truth wins! Could you oh. believe it? Uh, next out is uh, Andra- uh, Andrade. 
uh, was he then? Cien, was he Andrade Cien? He's not then. allowed two names. Don't be silly. Sorry, Andrade Cien Almas. That's the one. Back then, uh, when he was US champion, mm-hmm. uh, he comes in. Um, so um, he, obviously, ultra has been like smashed around by Bobby Lashley. He can't possibly win against Andrade, can he? I mean, no. You'd think so. Well. There's a weird spot where Andrade goes to kick R-Truth, just like a pump kick. Uh, R-Truth kind of spins round and they, they, they hit heads. Andrade falls down. And then R-Truth falls on top of Andrade. Three counts. He's only going to win. He's only won. So R-Truth has now won two matches in a row. So next out is uh, Eric Rowan, his next out. Oh, uh, does, he? does he have his sheep mask? No, but he's got the basket. Oh, I forgot he did this period of time. Yes. Sorry, I forgot about this. So this is post after his split with um, uh, Daniel Bryan when he was good, and now he's like carrying the, like, this kind of weird cage coming in the basket to the ring. And there's no way R-Truth can beat Eric Rowan, is there? Not after this, um, surely. Not after no. this. Not after this at all. Well, uh, Eric Rowan, they get to the outside. Eric Rowan smashes in with some steps, gets disqualified. R-Truth wins. Shit. Yeah. How many, how many people are in this match, though? Uh, we're getting to the end now. So, oh, uh, I know how many more people our truth needs to beat. Well, out, out next is AJ Styles. Representing oh, he can't the, lose to him, surely. Representing the OT. <laughs> no, um, two minutes later, he gets him with the car crash and he beats him. AJ Styles um, wins. Hooray. <laughs> but is that the end of the match? No, because we've got one All more right. person to come out. Oh, uh, AJ geez. Styles is celebrating. It's not fucking Shane McMahon, is it? No. Uh, Ray Mysterio music hits. Oh, I'd rather have Shane McMahon. And then it stops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so the music starts, then it stops, then it starts up again. They cut backstage. You know what's happening? Uh, Rey Mysterio's got beaten up by the Good Brothers backstage. Don't tell oh, it's Dominic stole his mask, no? Not yet. We're not there yet. Oh, right. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so Rey Mysterio can't come out because he's been beaten up by the Good Brothers backstage. AJ Styles wants to, wants to, he's like, raise my hand, I won the trophy. Referee's like, right, I'm going to do a 10 count. If Rey can't answer it, then uh, AJ Styles the winner. He starts, he starts counting down. Is it our truth? No. <laughs> Cut backstage. The good brothers have been beaten up. They're on the floor. Somebody walks by, past in a black trench coat. Who could it be? Any guesses? It's not the Undertaker. I was going to say the black trench coat. <laughs> There's a really loud bong, and out comes the Undertaker for his last Jesus. live appearance in the WWE ring. Bloody of course, getting that, getting that Saudi PD. <laughs> he strolls down to the ring, doesn't take his hat or his coat off, Choke slams AJ Styles and pins him and wins. He's now the winner of the, the glamorous, uh, what is it, two way uh, prestigious trophy, and he wins. Sure. He's got that on his mantelpiece, and Bret Hart's got the same yeah. trophy in his mantelpiece. These Hall of Famers know how to win trophies. There's a couple of good bits in, it in the end there because AJ Styles has classed himself, I am the gauntlet chap. He doesn't even name the trophy because he doesn't care about it. Right. And as I said, when Taker pins AJ, he's still got his hat on. So he does like, he chokes on AJ, crosses AJ's hands, he goes to do the hair flick thing with his eyes, but he's still got the hat on, so he can't do it, and just kind of like hits himself in the face with his own hair. Looks rubbish. And then he looks at the trophy and walks off, and that's it, it's never been referred to again. There's, a, there's your trophy. That's, wow. yeah, that, that definitely Doesn't qualifies. even pick it up, doesn't pose with it, just walks out. And later on in the card, we have Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. And oh, then uh, the Fiend Ugh. is defeated by Goldberg. Oh, is that that show? It's that show, oh, yeah. Oh, God. God. And obviously that then builds towards WrestleMania 36 and the Boneyard match. Oh, right. Yeah, so Ooh. that is... Controversial take, but I still think that COVID probably gave Taker the exit he was looking for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 
this this would have been his last appearance if it wasn't yeah, for the Boneyard match. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the original plan would obviously have been him versus EG one-on-one in a normal match at WrestleMania, but then COVID comes along. Yeah. yeah. Which actually means that the, the Boneyard match is probably the ideal scenario for him to basically have a match that isn't in front of a live audience, so therefore they can film yeah. like over his mistakes and take do different multiple takes of the need. Yeah. It, it, it's funny thinking of, of The Undertaker taking that route where Sting first came into AEW and his first match was a cinematic match and now he's just throwing himself <laughs> off the top rope. You know, he's throwing himself <laughs> off ladders through tables to the other side. And he's yeah, 60... 64, I think it is, something like that. Oh, he's, he's, that, like, uh, was it the 360 Sentinel he took off Guevara yes. through a table as well. That look Yeah. He nearly killed him! The, ma- the man is a psychopath. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the. Uh, I think that ticks very sh- a great many crappy boxes because it's in Saudi Arabia. It's covered in the blood of dead dead journalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a very old Undertaker who can you know can barely just walk down to the ring. Our yeah. truth wins three matches through stupid man through stupid ways. The crowd's completely dead through the entire thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got Aaron, yeah. Eric Rowan's burlap sack bag thing. Oh for God's sake! This this year I forgot about that. Don't have a spider in it at the end. I think so. Some kind of crappy Some spider. Of that, the only, the only high point is when AJ comes out and starts dancing in front of our truth to mock him and kick him in the face every now and then. That's like five minutes is like AJ just doing that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that is the, uh, that's my, one of my uh, recommendations for the worst trophy that's ever been won. What's this, what's this 90s WCW one? Because we, we, that, that one's pretty bad, but I, I, 90s WCW had some absolute horrid moments. We've well, covered a lot of them. We have actually, yeah, that's a point. If we, I'll do my other one then. I'll go straight to my other one. This is at the Bash of the Beach, nineteen ninety nine, and it oh, is the junk, the, the junkyard hardcore oh, invitational no. <laughs> Present, presented by Hack, otherwise known as the Sandman. Yes, we do get a little promo beforehand. Like we, we talked about, like some things have builds. So I think I'll talk about the, the Sandman trophy had a build for a few matches. This has got like Hack going. Oh. I'm having a fight in the junkyard. Come down. Well, and... this had a bell. It was a hospital bell. Yeah, it was it was it was not good, but there's like it cuts to the match and it's in the junkyard with a big load of cards. There's no intro to anybody who's actually. I don't think at any point they actually tell you who's in the match. I had to go find no, that on websites. I I would say this is the most illuminated junkyard I've ever seen. It's like all the cards are in a big circle, and yeah. I don't think anything's been kind of like gimmicked from what I've read about it. It's all just kind no, of basically like a load of, of real cards. A lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of injuries. There you go. So in the match are Fit Finley, uh, Kiko, Kick Lope. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I think it's, there's so a few like luchadors in it. Is it Cyclope? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry Flynn, Rocker Rock, Johnny Grunge, Hack, Horace Jeez. Hogan, Brian Nubbs, Hugh Morris, La Parker, Lord Stephen Regal, Silver King, David Why Taylor, and Mikey Whipwreck. Well, there's like they talk. They mentioned the match. There, there was a couple of years prior to this. There was like a parking lot match with Stephen Regal and Fit Finley. Okay, Which, see, that'd be good. That's, yeah, that was so, good. Did, yeah, did WWF copy the Iron Circle match from WCW or was it the other way around? I have no idea because there's loads, there's so many issues with how they've done it. Iron Circle was like 1999. It yeah. wasn't the ABS. Yeah. Okay. This is like a big circle, but there's, it's lit really badly and there's a helicopter flying over it the entire time. Yes, I remember so that. So you can't mm. hear yeah. anything because it's just like a no. lot of this the most of a helicopter with a spotlight flying around everywhere. Everyone's wearing like jeans and t shirts. You can't really tell who anybody is. Yeah, I think you can only really spot Regal because he's wearing like a rugby shirt. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Dave Taylor's yeah. got like a hubcap and just going around smacking folk. And I mean, that's, that's Dave Taylor all yeah. through and through. Much, yeah. the, the rules are like, I think you've got to get out of a gate that's off to one side that you can't really see. Yeah, it's it's, it's like an escape to cage rules. Always yeah. escape the yard. Camera works dodge, you can't see what's going on. Like, there's a big moonsault from the top of these cars onto like a load of lads, but you all you see like is the landing from like three feet, like two feet away from behind the people. So you just see the, see the impact, you don't see the person flying through the air. Yeah, and this goes on for about ten minutes, and the whole time, like Bobby Heaton, Tony Schiavone, like, "Oh, this is the most amazing thing you'll ever see." Only on WCW will you see this. And yeah, too right. Only on WCW will you see something like this. Sure, what have never been spoken. And then at some point, I think it's Hugh Morris goes to escape, and like, no, only one person is following him, and then they just don't cut back to it ever again. Like they're at yeah. the gate, and they just vanish. And then the it's... ending goes like Fit Finney gets like shoved in a, in the boot of a car. Somebody picks it up with a with a forklift truck and goes to put it in the car crusher, but Finley gets out last minute. Well, about two, well, I say last minute, last hour. That's when he gets out yeah. before he's murdered. Yes, yeah. And the <laughs> car the car explodes as it's being crushed because it's full of yeah. dodgy pyro. <laughs> and then as Fit Finley's climbing over the top of the gate to win, like another car randomly explodes. Because and then that's it. And there, there's a ref waiting on the other side of the fence with a trophy, and he gets it. Jesus Christ. And then there's like a really sarcastic, I, I can't tell if Brain's being sarcastic, he's like, what a great match this has been. Oh, yeah. it's 100% sarcasm. But the most important thing is, he's actually given the trophy, you see the trophy, it's too dark, you can't really make it out, but you can definitely see there's a trophy for the winner. So, so the winner of us got trophy and also got to like leave the venue without the assistance of the ambulance techs. Yes, because there's like lots of people being hit with like bumpers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I think it's either like I think initially I think Dave Mel said it cost like a hundred thousand, but then on one of the podcasts, Bischoff said it was like twenty grand to do it. But either way, it's like there's no story being told because it's too confusing. There's yeah. you can't tell what's going on because it's too dark. There's no kind of like plan to it or anything. It's just like and I can't tell if it's like if it was done live or if it was filmed. Because I think, I think it, was, it was. I think I think it was kind of like the bones of the truck. Um, battle it was filmed and obviously then just showing as live yeah, kind of filmed live but it was like yeah it's crap <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very fair statement and I, think, so. I think I think Hack was supposed to win but he turned up drunk and late oh no really come yeah, on so, so they gave it to Fit Finley instead <laughs> he was which, probably yeah. drunk as well but had it better <laughs> which again like Neo never gets mentioned ever again so there you go that, those are the two trophies I found I was like those are both crappy you got like Late nineties WCW excess, where so they tried to do something and just completely missed the boat, and it's terrible. Yeah, and then WWF just being like, you know, just being shit because it's just being our, shit. Yeah, bless him, our truth gets involved, and it's like, oh no, here we go. So who wants to go next? I'll have a go. All right, <laughs> so I'll have a go. I'll have a go. Uh, apologies for the rattling noise you might be hearing on my microphone, by the way, but the dog is currently pushing a bone around the floor. That's fine. <laughs> so if you hear it, it's like, it sounds like a bloody bowling alley at the minute because she's like, oh, having yeah, your own uh, boneyard match. Yeah, there she you go. is. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I was thinking about like crap prizes in wrestling, and uh, like I did think about like good matches that have shit prizes because right. that's, that's a good take. The ladder match at No Mercy '99 with the uh, Hardy Boys versus Agent Christian. Everyone remembers it as a brilliant match, and we've covered it on this podcast. But you forget that that was for. The managerial services <laughs> of Tory. Oh no, Terry. Terry sorry, Terry. Not yeah, Terry. Yeah. Yes. We mentioned Tory already. Terry. Um, cheers, Al. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, and 
Like, you kind of thinking, whatever came of that? Because no one well, associates the Hardy Boys with Terry. I all. think the whole purpose was just to call it the TIT, wasn't it? That was the, uh, Pretty much. the only purpose. I think that was the, surely. Yeah, yeah, but they, they were putting like their bodies on the line for the managerial services of someone who no one really remembers as a great manager. No. Well, if it was, say, the Bobby Heenan Invitational Tournament, the Behit, then maybe that would have been <laughs> something. <laughs> 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 or the the Jim Cornette Invitational Tournament, the Jishit. Jishit. <laughs> that would have been something, but no, the tit was just not. No, no. no yeah. it, 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 as soon as someone talked about to Vince, that was like locked in all day long, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. You know, I love it. That was it. Do you, do you remember how it ended, Cam? Uh, I'm struggling to remember now. Um. Literally one night on Raw, she just paid the acolytes to beat the Hardy Boys up, and there you oh. go. No, no more, no more Terry as manager. No more Terry. Right, wow. that wow. was worth all that time, wasn't it? That was worth okay. all that time. Um, another crap prize I was thinking of today in wrestling um, was, uh, of all things, spiritual enlightenment. Oh no, you're not doing this, are you? It's March the 11th, 2007. Oh, God, he's doing it. <laughs> it's TNA's Destination X pay-per-view. Oh, no. <laughs> and Sting is no. going up against Abyss no. in a last rights match. Oh, this match is beyond atrocious. I mean, this is the... We've already labelled Russo as shite already this evening, but oh, my holy God. This yep. is often cited as the match that gave gave rise to the Fire Russo chant. It did give rise <laughs> to it. It inspired it because the Impact Zone were not happy and neither was I watching in DVD because no. I actually bought these DVDs absolutely illegally off eBay. Oh my goodness. Oh no. um, and when I saw this main event, I ejected the DVD and swore to myself I would never watch it ever again. <laughs> Yeah, well, because this go. was dog shit. But this was essentially uh, Sting putting across the idea that Abyss, whilst he was a heel at the time, had good in him, and he was just being led astray by James Mitchell. It's now, is this, is this Star Wars reinvented? No? <laughs> uh, well, well, yeah, might as well be. There was a promo with uh, Sting laying in a casket, which uh, Sting says, <clears throat> and I quote. What does it feel like to die? I believe it's a choice. See, you can choose darkness and finality, gnashing of teeth, or you can choose life. Fucking hell. And, uh, yeah, and it's um, the entire... It was kind of like a casket match, although the casket was lowered into the centre of the ring and you had to put the uh, your opponent in the casket Yep. And then it, you were hoisted up to the heavens. Yes. And therein you reach spiritual enlightenment and you can discover that you are actually, actually good. And, um, yeah, that was, um, yeah, it, it features a lot of candelabras as well. <laughs> yeah, oh, but that's true, yeah. Probably more since Liberace, as Russell Crap point out. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> So that it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, uh, and it's um, it was absolutely ruddy awful. Yeah, and um, yeah, that would nominate that as a kind of shit prize in wrestling. There you go. I've got uh, another one, but I'm conscious Al's not given an entry yet. So if Al's got anything, 
Oh God, how do you think? Right, how many do you want? I don't know, give us a couple. Right, I'm going to do my honorary titles first, okay? Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if we're doing belts, but I'll mention the belts, right. Who has ever heard of the WWF World Martial Arts Heavyweight title? I vaguely know of this. Oh, that rings a bell, but I don't know any details about it. Right, um, it ran from like 1978 till 1989 with two (laughs) champions. Jesus. (laughs) Is it Hulk Hogan? No, so, it's not. I know who these two are, I believe. <laughs> so we're going to have a guess. Antonio Nuki yep. mm-hmm. held the title for a combined how many days? Um, 4,000. I how think many? like 4,000 is ridiculous. No, it you is actually look, almost 4,000. I mean, just look that up, Phil. It's 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's the right wow. 3,000... 3,800 something on that. Oh, no, Wikipedia has it down as 4,000. Oh, wow <laughs> yeah so this was a vanity belt created by uh inoki basically so he could win something at a wf events held in japan are you trying to say inoki had a vanity project me one or two hell! yeah that's a terrible accusation to make <laughs> the man's dedicated to defend himself i know i know you know it's my style <clears throat> That anyway, so who was the same? Who was the other champion? I can't pronounce his name. I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> it is uh, Shota Chokuzavili. Thank you. I is couldn't it? get the surname out. This was oh. basic. I can I can actually give some backstory from this. This is courtesy of um, the Eggshells book by Chris Charlton. Definitely would recommend it. This belt was essentially created when let me get this fact right. Antonio Noki was fostering a relationship with Russia to try bring in Russian martial artists because this was during one of Antonio Inoki's MMA boner times where he was just absolutely obsessed with MMA and thought this was the answer to help save pro wrestling. Yeah. So he basically fashioned a deal with the Russian government to allow some Russian martial artists to come over to Japan to compete in New Japan and essentially kick the shit out of his talent. And this WWF um, title was basically created as something that could be won. And obviously, wow. there's, there were two reigns. One reign lasted over ten years, uh, <laughs> and basically, yeah, it was it was literally just a vanity belt to sort of try and cover up the whole uh, Japan Russia relationship. How very weird! And no sign of the Yakuza yet. Well, that's coming <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yep, that's definitely one owl. And. I would have another one, which would be the WWF Canadian Championship. Okay. That's a pretty hard vanity project. Who can guess the only holder of the Canadian Championship time? Going to be Bret Hart. Any others? Um, Owen Hart. um, The Mountie. No, I'm going to take a random guess here. Is it Dino Bravo? It is Dino Bravo. Jesus. Jesus God! There's your, there's your mafia then. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! He went there. He went there. Yep. Got Yakuza. We got mafia. What else do you need? So, why in the fuck was it created? <laughs> uh, because their promotion joined WF. So instead of calling them the champion of whatever the old promotion was, they just could hold them, call them the WE, a WF Canadian heavyweight champion. 
So I've just looked at this, I've just checked the, the lineage of this title. The title was established August 18th, 1985. It was retired in January 22nd, 1986. <laughs> <laughs> it barely lasted six months. That's beautiful. That's about as long as Dina's push lasted, wasn't it? Oh. I say that as a fan. That was, I, I like Dino Bravo. Fair enough. Oh, I like Dino Bravo as well. Yeah, so that's that's your two honourable belt entries. So what about actual prizes? There's something I've thought of, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right at the back of my head, but I just it's not showing where I wanted to. But what we're going, what what were you saying about your tournament, Phil? Which one? What, what was it? The um the uh, Saudi one. Oh yeah. What was it? When was that held? Uh, that was in 2020, February 2020. I think the WF might have, you know been the first time no wf i've been to that territory before no for, way for the kuwaiti cup <laughs> <laughs> there is two incarnations of the kuwaiti cup 96 and 97 wow so i will take you for a little trip down memory lane so <laughs> down memory lane Uh, well, it's a 16-man tournament. You know I love tournaments. You do so, love tournament, don't you? Right. I'll give you the I'll give you the match and you tell me who wins. Here we go. We start around one. Bret Hart against the future Al Snow Leaf Cassidy. Who came out on that one? Oh, it's gotta be Al Snow all day long, surely. Please. Bret Hart. Oh my goodness. Yokozuna versus Owen Hart. Owen? Yep. Marty Ginetti versus Steve Austin. Oh my god. Ginetti, <laughs> um, please say Ginetti. No, sorry, it was Austin. Oh. I was going to say, if it was Ginetti, he probably would have got sacked the next day, so therefore they had to put Austin <laughs> through anyway. Ahmed Johnson versus Aldo Montoya. Oh, Ahmed, definitely. Aldo, Aldo Montoya. Mighty <laughs> six Ahmed has got to be, hasn't it? It's Ahmed. Oh. Right, the bottom, bottom half of the draw. The Future Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker versus Isaac Yankum. Oh, Jesus Christ. Taker, definitely. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, oh this, this has got papers you written all over it, main event. The Bulldog versus Duke the Dumpster Drossy. <laughs> oh, sweet I'd baby Jesus. Bulldog. It was Bulldog. <laughs> oh, my God. Savio Vega versus Bob Backlund. Oh, Savio. my God. Yeah. And, oh... oh main event again I can't even believe this Ripple H versus one half of the greatest tag team ever oh my god now is it deceased Bushwhacker or actual alive Bushwhacker it's Bushwhacker Butch oh. is that Bushwhacker dead that's Bushwhacker <laughs> dead <laughs> what I don't understand you go through those people like most of them kind of make sense at the time you're Mighty Six WWE yeah makes sense makes sense Isaac Yankim yeah whatever Duke Dumstrosi yeah okay why does Butch get thrown in at the end? Was he just filling in for somebody else? I don't know, but sadly Butch did not advance. Oh. So we move on to the quarterfinals. Brett yeah. versus Owen. Owen. What we got each? I'll say Brett. You win. I'll say Owen. I'll say Brett. 
Oh, it's a new one. Oh, Steve, oh, okay. Steve Austin versus Ahmed Johnson. Probably Ahmed Johnson at this it's rate. Not, it's 96, it's got to be Ahmed, surely. Uh, it's Ahmed Johnson. There you go. Damn it. Taker versus the Bulldog. Jesus. It's a Taker. And Triple H versus Savio. 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 Nope, Triple H. Really? Oh, okay. Semi finals, Owen Hart against Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson. It's going to be Ahmed, isn't it? It's going to be Ahmed. And Undertaker against Triple H. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, like Taker again? Bad. Nope. Your final is Ahmed Johnson versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Who is the Kuwaiti Who's the Kuwaiti Cup champion? Ahmed Johnson. Is indeed. It's Ahmed oh Johnson. Oh my God. Oh, Vince's wow. hard on for Ahmed Hurt. Johnson this time was just insane, wasn't it? It was <laughs> daft, yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand what the upside of Ahmed Johnson was, bless him. He was just a um, big dude that could he was, do a he few was, moves quite well, but promos were awful. He was a way for Vince to say, I'm not racist. And he was like, he had seemingly knees made out of pakemashi. <laughs> well, just, that, that's what it feels like it. And did you thought that get, was bad. Did Ahmed Johnson not get stabbed at one point? Like, he had, like, a two, like, He's got a kidney injury as a result. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't that he got stabbed. He just, yeah, he just got hit in the kidney. I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm confusing with John Cena and that incident yeah. outside the nightclub that Carlito funded. All oh, right, okay. I'm sure I remember some story about it being Farouk who just like he pissed off Farouk, so Farouk just smashed him in the kidney, and that's what caused his problems. Wow. Or oh, damn. You thought '96 was bad? Just wait, you see '97. <laughs> oh my right. god. Oh Christ. Round one. Henry Godwin at Owen Hart. I give up. <laughs> Please, Owen Hart. Yeah, and bizarrely, first round, Steve Austin, Bret Hart. What? Whoa! <laughs> There's no seeds in this one, is there? <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, Austin. Yep, yep. Austin won. Austin won. Wow. I'm gonna say '97. You'd start to get Austin. Psycho Sid against Freddie Joe Floyd. Jesus. Oh shit! Please. <laughs> I have no idea what Psycho Sid did on that tour, but Freddie Joe Floyd. <laughs> Neither does he. <laughs> Vader, Vader versus Bart Gunn. Oh, Bart Gunn, because surely Vader's on the way out at this point, isn't he? No, 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 it's Vader. He's still okay, still relevant in 97. Oh, wow, yeah. Still Vader time. Phineas Godwin against Mankind. Oh, my God. Mankind? <laughs> yes. What the hell's going on? British Bulldog against Diesel. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wait, it's not... Diesel. Yeah. Is it fake Diesel? <laughs> it's fake Diesel! Of course, because he's a B.I. Kevin Nash is away. It's fake Diesel. Oh, no. It's, it's Isaac Yangham. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. He's back. back. Yep, Davy Boy through. <laughs> Billy Gunn versus Bob Holly. Oh, wow. Oh, Oofed. Oofed. <laughs> Bob Holly. Bob is it Holly, Rocky yeah. Billy at this point as well? 97, is it Rocky Billy? I can't it might remember. be Rocky Billy. Um, it yeah. might just be Rocky Billy, yeah. I'm afraid <laughs> it's Billy Gunn's through. Oh, God. And Leaf Cassidy <laughs> versus Tiger Ali Singh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Leaf Cassidy. Al Snow's back again. To try and he, is. <laughs> he is. Well, Tiger Ali Singh does it. And we move on to the quarterfinals of Austin against... I don't want to move on. This is terrible already. <laughs> Austin against Owen Hart. Oh, God. Uh, Austin. 
Nope, all and through. Oh, okay. oh, oh boy. Vader against Freddy Joe Floyd? Gotta be Vader, surely. Oh, there's no art truth going on here. You're right. <laughs> Vader's Vader's one. <laughs> Mankind versus Bulldog? Mankind. Yep, Mankind's through. Oh, and yeah. Billy Gunn versus Tiger Ali Singh. Is Double it Tiger? DQ. It's Tiger. <laughs> Semi finals. Owen Hart versus Vader? Vader. No, Owen. Owen's through. Really? Oh, wow. Tiger Ali Singh versus Mankind? Mankind. Nope. Tiger Ali Singh. <laughs> so, right off. Come on. <laughs> your final is Tiger Ali Singh versus Owen Hart. My final is I'm leaving. <laughs> it's got to be Owen. Surely. Now, now, don't forget, this is a battle between two Canadians. But of course, Tiger Ali Singh is playing oh, the, the Asian type he's gonna guy. Win, isn't he? uh, yeah. He's going to win. No. And I think this would be the worst tournament. <laughs> Yes, I, just, I, I agree. This is the Q8 tour when Vader was in prison as well. Yep. Oh, I didn't that realize. Yeah, Vader was a very yeah. naughty boy. <laughs> so maybe, yes. maybe that's 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 why we're not beating because <laughs> he had to be punished. <laughs> he had to get he had to get back for curfew. <laughs> so you're right. This um, Tiger is saying that the whole big things for him, big things, but no, he was. A lot oh, of people, boy. if you if you wow. see the interviews and stuff, a lot of people say he wasn't very nice backstage and stuff, very arrogant and such and such. And, I, uh, I think I mentioned this on the Brawl for All. He said he was going to be in it and beat everyone up, but then had some magical injury at the last minute. And I think it's Bob Oli in his <laughs> book says it was just total BS that he would have got absolutely murdered. So he pulled out. Uh, just before I finish, I will make an, an honourable mention to Brawl for All. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, two things. I think we did mention it on the podcast. I can't remember. I haven't googled it. But the the check amount was it like a hundred thousand dollars or something? The prize money. You don't get a trophy, though, do you? you? Just get an injury for your for your participation. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure if Barkun. Uh, maybe he, he said it in an interview. I don't know if he ever legitimately got that money because the big rumor is they just paid Doctor Death the money at the start of the tournament because he was so sure he was going to win. Yeah. So mm. I don't know if he ever paid Bart his money, but Bart Gunn did get a trophy. He did get a trophy. He it symbolizes him being smacked in the face by Butterbean. He didn't even get it. He didn't even get it on Raw. He had to get it on Heat. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Oh, good stuff. It's a pair of giant golden boxing gloves. Like, I don't mean made out of gold, like, like, Gold covered fabric, you know what I mean? Oh, and that's what he got. And you're right about was it five, six months later, he got hammered by Butterbean. That was his yeah. other prize, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Anyway, that's me done. Anyone else got anything else? Although I've got one more uh, at the end, but keep going. I've got an honorable mention. So this, this oh. isn't, I don't know if this is a crap prize or in hindsight, it's a crap prize, but I remember back in the days on SmackDown, a little feud between two well-known luchadors in the form of Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and they once had a ladder match 
with a unique prize. There that prize, <laughs> Phil knows where this is going. <laughs> there we go. That prize was that little dastardly bastard Dominic Mysterio. Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Dirty, dirty Dom. Ex-con Dom. Yep. Ex-con Dom. Um, yeah. I think it, it's funny in modern times he says he wishes Eddie won the match. Oh, f- <laughs> Well, if you look at him now when he's appearing on, like, well, nearly every single show, it's like he's yeah. slowly morphing into Eddie Guerrero. Pretty much, yeah. He's, he's got, got the hair going. Hair now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks like he should be wrestling in, like, 1990 CMLL for, like, I don't know, hand job and a smile or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's that oh, kind boy. of just... I mean, who'd have known that, you know, poor innocent Dominic, who was in the middle of this bizarre legal custody <laughs> um, Is it legal? Ba- would you count that as a legal battle? Because I don't remember that in Ali McBeal or any other kind of lawyer shows where it like, gets solved in a wrestling match. There was a, there I, mean, was a- I mean, the custody documents were hanging above the ring. So that is true. That is true. That is a legal process. There was uh-huh. a video not long ago on WWE's YouTube channel where Dominic and Ray actually sat down to watch that match. Oh, I need to see again. that. And it's just like, apparently um, Dominic said he's, he was a really shy kid. And yeah, that, that's gone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, he, he was like, sort of, he really didn't want to do it and he didn't want to do it, didn't want to do it. And apparently like, um, Ray sort of like was like, oh well, if you don't want to do it, it's all okay, it's fine. But if you're coming on the road and we're going to lead up to SummerSlam, you'd have to skip a few days of school. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the only that's reason that Dom agreed to it was the fact he'd have to skip school for a couple of weeks. Amazing. Come there. <laughs> so it's just like, and that's why the boy has such disciplinary problems as he has. Well, uh, I'm hanging around with that dastardly Ray Ripley, though. To be fair, I'd like to hang around with Ray Ripley, but that's a separate topic. Oh, there's a great. Was it um, oh, last week? Was it SmackDown? I think Dominic was wrestling Nakamura, or Dominic Priest wrestling Nakamura, and Nak just did some kind of like you know, crazy. You know, he was he was like doing some of his dance flirting with her or something, and Ray was like clutching her pearls, like oh my goodness, <laughs> like her reaction to it was amazing. It was just I, like. I, I... <laughs> Who'd have thought Rhea Ripley from her like <clears throat> like her start in NXT would evolve into the character she is now? Oh yeah, if you saw two photos of them side by side, you're like kind of going, these four are like what, three years different apart from each other. Yeah, and it's like wow, because when she originally got brought in, she was like typical Australian surf chick. Yeah, yeah, and now she's like muscle mommy, and it's like yeah, she represents like domination of all Yeah, now she's like femme dom muscle golf. <laughs> and, I, and I approve. Which, which is a which is a uh, which is a kink. But, you know, you know, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. Um, there was that yeah. period where she just kept carrying Dom out of the ring, out of the, out of the arena. <laughs> yeah, she just kept picking him up and walking out with him. It's like, what? Like, come, on, come on, my son, let's go. <laughs> just over her shoulder, and you can see a lot of the crowd were like, oh, "Wait a second, that's quite nice." <laughs> she can I just I was Dom. You can just see lots of things being born in the audience. A little bit, yeah. But uh, Jim Ross rapidly retweeting. Um God love him. God, God bless. God old grumpy old grumpy Ross. Old grumpy Ross needs his fix. Um, and who can who can blame him? Uh, so yeah. Oh dear. 
<laughs> oh, we're doing oh, our, our honourable mentions, the Lord of the Rings thing from WCW, that's got up there as well. Oh, Jesus oh yeah, Lord of the Rings. The one that, oh, like, that was, um, terrible. Oh. was it, was it uh, DDP won it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And oh, they showed, like, videos of the ring being made and all sorts, didn't they? That was just oh, stupid. Yeah, that was awful. But I remember vaguely the King of Cable Championship from 90s WCW. <laughs> Did we not cover that? Yeah, we covered that as well. And the World Cup, we did the WCW World Cup. Jesus, that's right. Yes, with like five countries. (laughs) (laughs) Two of them being North America. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Al, you said you'd one more? I did. I think I'm just just going to do some historical uh, thing just just to round it up. This is... um, I'm going to finish with a famous one, but... So as we're just going to do sort of some um, tie up some loose ends, you could certainly argue uh, Royal Rumble 1988 to 1991 would be on the list. Yep. Just yep. Like, congratulations! You didn't win nothing, did you? Uh, <laughs> didn't win anything. Nope. Nope. Till 92. Yeah, nope. And to to a little degree, King of the Ring could be. I mean, the the untelevised King of the Rings. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Totally. Who's me winning it? I'd argue most of televised King of the Rings are useless. <laughs> yep, that's what I was oh, going with. come on, you want a scepter and a, a cape oh, to send a chair. Go back, 93, Bret Hart wins it, but his prize is a programme with Jerry Lawler. Right? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. 94, yeah. Owen Hart wins it, fair enough, it's, it it's gets into the whole Bret Hart thing. Okay? It gets a title shot, but I think it's more luck than winning King of the Ring. But yep. yeah. 95, Mabel. He gets a title <laughs> shot. It's more <laughs> than that, winning. That is all you need to say. Yeah. Just like 95, Mabel, move on. Uh, 96, Austin. Yeah, okay, he didn't. But it my gets argument, him eventually, but I still don't think that was the thing that strapped him to the bat. Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. When I did the pay per view project, that's the first thing I point out. Everyone that thinks that it's the promo against Jake that launched him at the stratosphere, the no. next month, he's in the dark match against Yokozuna at no. SummerSlam 96. I think- the, the the biggest impact from that match is that it, it creates a t-shirt yeah yeah yes. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's that's it and then that's the groundswell there's like people t-shirt. wearing it and buying it and then you know that yeah, that yeah. is I think the kind well, of biggest thing it's not necessarily the push that it creates it's the merch that it creates that creates the push you can say the 316 promo is the osmosis of the beginning of the evolution but it wasn't well, the actual moment yeah it wasn't See, the, yeah, it was like the spot like the the few started not as opposed to it hitting I, the I explosion by it by it either what, what happened was he's like he was pretty much doing nothing for four months after that mm. and mm. It, it was his program with bret hart that really put yeah, him on the survivor series match that gets oh yeah, yeah. 13 just saying theory like you know during them four months that went a bit cold on austin and you know he kind of just ended up being a mid carder for a year or so. That that promo would mean nothing. They would never play that promo back and go. That was oh, the best yeah. promo ever. You know, it would just be lost in, in nothingness, wouldn't it? It only went back and said it's the best promo ever. Don't get me wrong, it was a good promo, but obviously just because of what Austin achieved later on, it became this iconic yeah. promo. Yeah, but at yeah. the time, it wasn't really much. You know, no. Um, where are we? 97. Triple H wins it, but it's only because he was supposed to win it the year before, but the current and, call. And he's, he smashes his crown off mankind's head, so he can't even wear the crown at the end. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> 98 was Shamrock. He, he doesn't even get the crown. He, doesn't, he gets nothing, yep. He just gets called King of the Ring. 99, Billy Gunn. 
We all he know also happened, gets yeah. nothing, and he gets his face rubbed in a fat woman's ass at SummerSlam. Yeah, and he gets absolutely buried verbally by The Rock anyway. And then Edge two years yeah, later. He was probably here with everyone, wasn't he? What's yeah. Um, remember when Edge was like, you know, when he wins it in 2001, it's like, kind of going, I want Billy Gunn this award. Oh, you missed, you missed Kurt Angle out in between. I missed Kurt Angle in 2000, yeah. But he was going to, he was kind of at a rocket strapped to his back anyway. Yeah. So he didn't really need it. Uh, 2002, what was it, Lesnar? No, yes. he was the first one to get a title shot for winning King of the Ring. Oh, so he did because he gets SummerSlam against the Rock. He does, he? yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Which, that was the last King of the Ring for a while, was it not? 2003? Well, didn't yeah, Booker T, didn't you? Was anyone in between? But so then it was, like, it was just like a television thing, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah, like, it was just, uh, I don't like, like Regal. won it and Regal. Because yeah. the Regal, was the Regal one not like he was going to be like this mad, power-hungry mob boss? I think something he would have like gone somewhere, but he tested positive for something. He tested positive for... Something. I think he talked about it on his podcast, like he had yeah, this whole kind yeah. of like he was gonna, like he, he, he was saying, like he was quite pleased he didn't do it because he was gonna go, he was worried he was gonna go too deep into it. Looking yeah. back, yeah. Yeah. Kind of he, am I right in think whatever he tested for was like a medication thing? He wasn't actually, you know, it wasn't yeah. uh, it was a, technical, a technicality more than yeah, anything. it wasn't like a, anything yeah. extracurricular he was injecting. But with, it was um, like but Probably, the good thing yeah. with Wade Barrett winning it is that he then partnered with Stardust and became the Cosmic King. So, oh, you know, God. the raw benefits have come out of this. Yeah. Did, did Xavier Woods win it? Yeah, he's, he's the, the current he's the King of the Ring. Winner. He's the current King of the Ring, but yeah. bar like Roman Reigns crushing his crown, that's been the only last mention of it. Hmm. And, um, you think Sheamus? they would have made more of like a rematch between Finn Balor and Xavier Woods because surely... After the King of the Ring, it would have been the King versus the Prince. What? But they never did. They never did. But anyway. it, makes, it makes too much sense. That's the problem there. Yeah, that's probably the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we just quickly go back to the non-televised events, it was Harley Race was the only one to get anything off it because even though it was a house show, it was reported on in uh, W Magazine and the, they called him the King of Professional Wrestling and that was his gimmick. Mm. But... Him still doing that gimmick, um, I think Macho Man won it in 87, Million Dollar Man in 88, and then none in 89, Tito won it in 89, none in 90, and Bret Hart won it in 91, but nothing was really mentioned on telly for any of them people other than our no. race and all that time mm. that, uh, that people won it. So, yeah, yeah, Did I guess ha- Haku beat? Um, that was a different king. That's where it gets confusing. You did he beat Harley Race for it? Or... He did. See, yeah. Harley Race won it at the King of the Ring. Yeah. But then none of the other King of the Rings mattered in the sense of they were never going to win the title of the king. And you're yeah. right. Haku beat um, at Royal Rumble. Haku beat um, Harley, Harley Race to become King Haku. And then, then did you match have... beat him. No, King Duggan in between. You would have King uh, Duggan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then the Macho King. And then, then it was kind of retired after yeah. that. Yeah, because when he retired, it kind of went away, didn't it, until the proper King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, because then yeah. Jerry Lawler, that was Jerry Lawler's beef, that he was the true king, not Bret Hart. Yeah. And, and then it went to that. Now, again, like you say, like he, Bret Hart won and he, and he got a few with Lawler. That, like, that was quite good. Plus, we got the kind of doink match out of it. See, it was quite good. It went on forever. Um, <laughs> I remember that doink match because it had the proper original doink and he was really good. My born, yes. Yeah, him well, and Bret Hart had that kind of cracking 20-minute match and then it got a bit weird after that, if I remember right. Weiss, Weiss, I remember, I just want us to have a little, um, you know, a little memory 
of one of the greatest wrestlers that have passed recently. Let's all just remember Mantor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mantor yeah. passed away from uncontrolled diabetes. Yay. I think I mentioned it last time. You should watch it again. Mantor versus Tito Santana on, on YouTube. <laughs> Bull versus Bullfighter. You should give it a watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just the feud that was just, just there to happen, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, also, whilst we're on the subject of uh, sad passing since we last recorded, Draws. Oh, yes. yes. Sorry, I did, I did mm-hmm. forget about yeah, Draws. Yeah. Which is also, while we're on yeah. the subject, it's quite sad. Oh, poor Draws. Yeah. Yeah. He, took, yeah. he took that stairway to heaven or ramp. I don't know. No, ho, ho. Oh, jeez. Oh. That was a zing. <laughs> There's no worse than watching about MSR already, though, is it? Let's be fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that is true. But uh, I, will, I was going to oh. say, I can finish off with one more if anyone's got anything to add. But I've Go got for it. probably the worst one to finish with. <laughs> all right, let's finish on this, Al. Go for it. Take you, us out. You all know this one. It is quite famous. But I feel we need to mention Julie Bagwell on the forklift. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that Buff Bagwell versus who again? Anion. Now, you might wonder, why is it not Judy Bagwell on a pole? <laughs> well, Chris, Chris Canyon... The connotations of that, surely. He yes. cuts the promo of, he's looked all night in the arena and he can't find a pole strong enough oh, to, strong to, enough to hold this yeah. fat old lady or something like that, is what he's wording his hair. <laughs> so that's why a folks have to him. Oh, <laughs> Yes, oh, and, uh, Buff Bagwell wins the match, and then I, I don't think the, the terms were clear. He obviously wins his mother back. If he <laughs> lost, I'm not really sure what he happened then. Did, did he Canyon um, makes a very, very awkward videotape and sells it to Vivid Video. <laughs> <laughs> what night in Lady Bagwell? Oh, oh no. no. Oh, dear God. <laughs> One night in China was enough, thank you. I think what we can say that we've learned for tonight is that a wrestling tournament with a trophy is a really hard thing to pull off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like the, the number of wins compared to the, because uh, like, I guess, because the G1's like basically a trophy, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. And the, 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 super, uh, the, what's it called? The Super Cup. Like, you know, the... Um, super Junior Cup. Super Junior Cup, that's what I'm thinking. Like the one yeah. like in the 90s, that was kind of held up as being like, you know, the, one of the greatest things ever, you know, with the tape mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So clearly you can you can do trophies that matter. But yeah. it seems like it to be, like, Japan can pull that off, but America doesn't seem to be able to pull that off. No, I mean, this is America who at points were having matches to win possession of a female valley. Yeah, exactly. Which is not problematic at all in any way whatsoever. Like, the only thing I want, I can think of recently that's kind of like paid off and kind of worked as a trophy was the um the diamond uh what's the word the diamond, oh, the diamond, ring, diamond ring that MGF it, has. yeah exactly yeah. yeah that kind of like he won it the first year and then it kind of like became part of his character and it made sense like have another one and him winning it again like that seemed to kind of that's the only one reason i could think of where it's like yeah it's a trophy but it's yeah. actually kind of worked for the character you know for the matches and that sort of thing yeah, yeah. otherwise you're regularly reminded that he's won it and it's kind of like, yeah. It's you know, least, kind of like yeah. the, the, the sort of that's sort of taken from the template of Owen Hart and his slammies. Yes, yeah. Which admittedly like weren't one in a match, but no, but yeah. the way he still, just kind of would carry them permanently—that just kind of made yeah. it. 
exactly just, yeah, yeah made it over didn't it i think mean, that's the trouble like you win these trophies like you know my prestigious mountain trophy and it's like you can't really carry it to the ring no same thing with like the andre invitational battle royal thing <laughs> like carry yeah. a small child to the ring <laughs> that's now on smackdown isn't it rather than being on the actual wrestlemania show if i remember right yes yeah, well, all, all the people before took the sum of our trophy to the ringside for every title. Exactly, match. that's true. I remember that. Remember King of Ring '93 yeah. being next to the ring. Yeah, good, good. Oh, jeez. Of um, course, the, I'll mention the tournaments. Obviously, WrestleMania Four and Survivor Series '98 was actually tournaments where they put the title on the line, so that made them right. a little bit more point, um, you know, pointful in that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I've just thought of one last one. This is um, this is the. Um, what, what what do we call it? The uh, prize in wrestling screw drop. We'll call it that. <laughs> I think it's no way out 2001. I think it is. You had a match between Stephen Richards and Jerry Lawler. Oh, God, I remember this because this is when Jerry Lawler walks out on the company because his where, wife got fired. <laughs> where Richards won the services of the cat in Right to Sensei. So That's he's right. won that prize. He won that prize. And what the WWF fire the cat? How is that yep. fair to Stephen Richards? <laughs> he won that prize and he gets shafted. How would you tell me how that's fair? Eh? Well, if you anything, it should have been the cat. If anything, the cat was shafted, but not by uh, <laughs> Richards. So you know. So he wins the match. He gets his prize, and then it gets taken away from. Him. So that was yep. Yeah, that was oh. the equivalent of Montreal. So what we're really learning is uh, that women are the real true trophies in life. God, you know what? They've, that, right, they've, come, they've come up so many times about winning that women. That seems and like a really bad basis. lesson to learn. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, a really I, I, odd sign off to have. Yeah, are these are these things all booked by men or something? Wait, Wait a second. Second. did Vince just book everything? <laughs> uh, I also have an honorable mention as well. Uh, Kazuchika Okada winging Daniel Bryan's arm. <laughs> yes, he did take that home with him, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, the man wrestled ten minutes on an arm that was literally in two. It, yeah, that was a that was a break. <laughs> that was definitely a proper snap, wasn't it? Good old, it was good old yeah. Daniel Bryan. When you watch that match, you're kind of looking, going, "Oh, he's that is legit." Oh shit, yeah, yeah. he's he's and, not punching with that arm at all. And yet, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay can have one of the most violent matches you'll probably see in America this year, outside of death matches, and yet both are okay. Yeah, yeah. How, how Omega survived that um, Tiger Driver? I've got no clue because I, I, I gasped when that happened. Yeah, that was a nasty looking thing. That was. Yep, but oh, uh, yeah. that's that's besides the point. But uh, mm. next month um, we are returning to, I suppose, our most infamous or famous venue because we're going back to WCW in the nineties. Yeah. But, we're going to a show that I think has definitely got potential if you overlook this stretch of match that goes 26 seconds. <laughs> um, we're, we're going to WCW Super Roll 1 next Welcome month. Welcome this. Uh, yep, yeah, I am, because it gets my Japanese nerdness going and I cannot wait. Would that be 1991? It would be 1991. See, that's why I was confused, but when I was doing the Super Brawls, it's the same number of the years I was doing the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 7, Super Bowl 97, oh, wait a minute, they're the same thing. Yes, there we go. So uh, yeah, so that's needlessly easy to remember. confusing. If ever you want to know to remember what year a Super Brawl was, it's easy. Think there of you go. Go. So yeah, Super Brawl one is coming in August. Can't wait for that. Brilliant. That should be a good one. And after that, it's Al's pick, which we'll we'll find out next time, I guess. Oh, I, I feel we've exhausted tournaments, but I love tournaments. 
Oh, you'll find please. one. You'll, um, you'll find um, one. Please, please God, number two is to turn up. I'll I, I tell you something. If them Kuwaiti Cups were televised, that 100% <laughs> would have been 100 And now I think there is some matches. I think it was taped because I'm sure is, they've released is, some is, matches, but not the whole thing, I don't think. Is there a fan cam of it? I'd love to see a fan cam. Can we just watch the uh, the Vader Kuwaiti interview in honour of the, the entire <laughs> tournament? <laughs> and just say, yeah, uh, just say that's the tournament. Just one another thing. When they do that, when does that ever end it well when the wrestler gets aggressive and hits somebody? Because never, um, never, there's a, another famous one with Dr. Dave Schultz doing the same, hitting the reporter, yeah. and he gets sacked for it. They got in a lot of bother here. Um, there's that Hulk one, Hogan chucked chuck somebody out, didn't they? Say, remember, that's wasn't exactly yeah. right. It was, it was on, was it David Letterman or so? It was on one of them Saturday yeah, night shows. Yeah. He did, the guy yeah. says, lie. Lying crumpled in the floor. Really, <laughs> it's like, oh dear. Yeah, guys, he's been Law and Order SVU. He's he's like in loads of criminal all those those kind of shows. Yeah. I think the one only time that being stiff in the ring did, was not a, a negative was with that one time Vader broke uh, Mick Foley's nose on WCW Saturday Night. Hmm. He has also ripped his ear out as well. Well, that Richard, happened in Germany. Richard yeah. Belzer, that's who it was. There you go. All right, but yeah, it's um, I, I think. I know wrestlers are protective of the business, especially back then in the eighties and to a degree yeah. early nineties. But yeah, it's got to be you got to be got to be careful about it, uh, especially when there's cameras around. I think if you well, hear stories of them saying it on the street and kicking people in, which is different. But when there's cameras and people are around, that's a, a lots of evidence matter, gatherers. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, oh well, it's nothing to do with trophies, but um, the famous one where Shawn Michaels mouthed off to some Marines. And got his ass handed to him. Apparently, just off one marine, as much as he wanted to say it was five or six. The stories is it was just one of them did the damage. The others were just standing there. Yeah, yeah. That, that story varies depending on who you listen to because it goes yeah. from you know, yeah. I've heard versions of it where it's like fifteen marines, and I've heard versions where it's just one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just one. And then Davy Boy wants to try and help him, but he, he can't get out the back of this tiny car he's stuck in. So Davy Boy's trying to get the seat up to get out the back of this car. He's doing a load of drugs, yeah, because <laughs> it's high yeah. as a kite. <laughs> Probably. Couldn't get out of the car. I wasted. Yes, <laughs> wasted. Does, yep. does um, Shawn Michaels smile count as a trophy because he lost it? Uh, I don't Who think he lost it to anyone. Did he not? Yeah. Jesus. I'm sure I'm on that subject. I just thought we Just to confirm, uh, Richard Belzer, he was like uh, knocked, knocked out by Hulk Hogan. He sued for five million, uh, settled out of court for 400,000. Um, and he bought a house which he referred to as Ches Hogan or the Hulk Hogan Estate. Nice. Oh, right. Nice. Yeah. So, fair play. Mm. Indeed. Four days before WrestleMania. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, missed. it was. It could have really distracted. See, I don't think Hogan went to hurt the guy. I think he just generally probably didn't know his own strength against somebody much smaller than him. And yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what happens. Because <laughs> he, he, like, because he, the guy, he basically just dropped and smashed his head off the floor. That's yeah, the trouble. Yeah, like, if that, he could have it was just one of them bad accidents here. But there you go. What are you going to do when it comes crashing down the heads inside? Wow. And on that note... Well, I'll, I'll end on Richard Belzer died February 19th, 2023, so not too long ago. Oh, um, now, I feel, now I feel bad for making that <laughs> remark, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently his last words were, fuck you, motherfucker. Was that referring <laughs> to Hulk I don't know, no. maybe. It could be, could be. Who knows? <laughs> But we we've gone on a, a hell of a journey tonight. <laughs> what it's been a, it's been some journey tonight. It's been all over the world. 
in in a tea urn. <laughs> yes. It's like the low rent version of Willie Fogg's eighties around the world. It's just this <laughs> tea urn flying around. With Hulk Hogan hanging on to it. <laughs> Constantly clearing about there's a TV show there somewhere. <laughs> Wait, I wonder like... if it shows up in Santa with muscles then. Oh god. If we didn't thunder in paradise, you wouldn't show up on the set. I don't know if the music's playing well, yet, but... Well, we're assuming the music's playing, yeah, and then we're signing well, off. We're slowly fading off, off into the distance. Oh, it's the, um, uh, the CBB's music again. <laughs> oh, go, go on, Al. Oh, go on. The one guess each. Oh. How many times did Paul get in the sum of our trophy? Seven. Nine. Nine. Eleven. In the middle of you and Phil, eight. Yes, oh, the the there you go, we'll end it on that door. <laughs>